<clears throat> I do want to say though, I think we might have to pay a royalty for clapping because it's a Mark and Jared thing. Remember that show, the Square Co podcast? Uh, vaguely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the one I'm never, the one I'm never allowed to go on. I don't know what the deal with that is. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sounds fishy know. to me. Yeah, let's do a clap. One, two, three. <laughs> everyone to another episode of the scary movie ice cream night podcast i'm one of your co-hosts cole roberts i'm your other co-host mike anderson and when i say another it's not just another not just another no this is a milestone this is what we've all been waiting for the end of the show the end of the show the last episode (laughs) uh episode 100 absolutely insane Congratulations, Mike. You too. I'm <laughs> proud of us. I'm proud of you. I am too. You know, here's here's what I want to say. We have joked and teased each other for, for, for many, many of years talking about when are we going to get to episode 100? And there are shows who have started and even ended in the midst of our <laughs> trying to reach 100 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to say, regardless of how long it took us to get to 100 episodes, um, we still, still a hundred episodes and that, that's a crap ton of podcasting. It is. And it, you know, it, I can still imagine us that hot balmy summer night with our windows open and the crickets blaring in oh the background gosh. where we thought, <laughs> Hey, this might be a fun idea to make a podcast. <laughs> and you know what? I think we actually have an unaired episode. Cause didn't like we not air the very first episode. We recorded it again. It, it may have been. I mean, we've had, I mean, throughout 100 episodes, we've had a couple of mishaps. Um, yes, sadly. Sadly. Uh, I want to say maybe we didn't air the original first episode. Like, it was it was so bad that right. we had to redo it. Right. That and would be I the reason for... I can't remember why it was bad. It definitely wasn't a sound quality issue because the real first episode didn't sound that great either. Um, it had our, to just our been, early early episodes, which you know are are hidden at the moment, you know, until we can fix them. They sound atrocious. Oh yeah, they're really bad. Like the sound quality is awful. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I think too. What's interesting is it's not. I don't know. I I think anyone can be a critic of, you know, of their own work, right? And so, I know when we started this show. The original, the original idea, which you know, for those of you who have listened through any of the hundred episodes, have probably heard that this this show is rooted in kind of a tradition Mike and I used to have when we uh, were neighbors, and we'll talk more about being neighbors later. Um, but you know, we would get together pretty much every weekend and watch a horror movie, and um, it was kind of one of those things where like Mike and I weren't 
really big party people. We had a lot of friends who who did like to go out on the weekends and hang out. And like we were just like, ah, we're going to just uh, hang out with each other and, uh, you know, snuggle on the couch and watch a horror movie. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but I mean, that was kind of our, our thing, you know, like, um, and and I think too, like, because we both knew we had an interest in horror movies, we also realized like, man, there's a lot of movies that we just had never seen and have always wanted to see. Mm -hmm. And so like, I think too, when we got together, just the two of us, it was always a really good movie watching experience. And when we included other people from time to time, (laughs) it could get a little distracting because, right. You know, you got people laughing or making fun of the wardrobes or, you know, sharing their commentary. And it's fine. You know, it's always fun. I don't have bad memories of watching movies with people. But I always felt like you and I kind of watched these movies with more of a serious intent to be like in the moment. Because like, here's the thing. My wife loves a good scary movie, but she will not watch a slasher movie or anything from the 80s for the most part because she just thinks it's dumb. Right. it's like well it's not dumb this is fun you know so a lot of those movies i just continued to watch by myself mm-hmm. um but it was fun because we had kind of goofed around with the idea of like why don't we start a podcast why don't we do a podcast and i felt like we mulled over that decision forever right and here we are like what seven years later yeah Which, and i i re- years we started in 2015. We started in 15, right. And so yeah. Colt will be six this year. So six years, essentially. Yeah, a, a solid six years. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, I feel like we wanted to do a podcast before the idea of the Scary Movie Podcast. Happened. Oh, yeah, we did. We just knew we wanted to do a podcast. Yeah. We didn't know if we were going to make it about art Yeah. or if we were going to make it about something completely different. Yeah. And then, like, we would have these, like, side conversations about, like, what horror movies we were watching or, like, missing, you know, our hangouts. Because it was still fresh, you moving away. And yeah. we were like, well. That wound still hurt. Yeah, it still hurts today. <laughs> <laughs> when you said you were moving, I was like, I got a glimmer of hope that you might come back. But yet again. <laughs> oh, recently. Hope's moving, yes. dashed. Yeah. <laughs> No, I just moved further into the depths of Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you just dug your foot in a little deeper. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and it it was just like that combination of talking. We kind of figured out, you know, it might be fun to. And and the podcast was a way to kind of almost keep us accountable um, and keep it up and, you know, give us a reason to talk to each other. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, so the funny thing is you and I have always stayed in touch very well. Like, you know, even out of our friend group that we were mentioning earlier, um, what I love about our friend group is we can pick up right where the last conversation left off, even mm-hmm. if there's five years in between. Yeah. Um, because I think there's just a general understanding, especially now, like all of our friends, we're all parents now, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we've married people, we've, we've started having kids. You know, we're, we're all real grownups, which is kind of cool because we were all just like college dorks who hung out, you know, art nerds mm-hmm. and have now moved on into, you know, citizens of society, I guess. Yeah. Um, but like, so, I mean, it, it's not expected to be like, oh, well, you, you know, we don't really talk. It's, it's No, it's not that we don't talk anymore. It's just like, you know, you life, life happens. But you and I have always stayed in touch. So, yeah. um, and I think that's just, you know. I mean, maybe you're my favorite. That might be it. But, um, 
<laughs> but I mean, I, I feel like it's always just been a bit easier because we, we I'm, you know, this podcast is definitely attributed to uh, keeping us closer friends than what we could have been had we, you know, kept conversations just to text or just to aim. Remember yeah. aim? Um, yeah. You know, now it's slack. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and who knows but, had we had we stayed in closer contact like physical closer contact we may sure. have started to hate each other <laughs> i don't know man. i, don't I can know. be not... insufferable i'll tell you that much <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's that's what's funny is you know we were neighbors for multiple years and we kept like a healthy like i only see you on the weekend so. <laughs> What are you doing here? It's Wednesday. <laughs> I know. Like there was the rare occasion where you maybe would meet Brandon and I for dinner. Yeah. Um, you know, during the week. But for the most part, we, you know, and I think too, that kind of like you were, we were both working full time. I mean, we were grownups. Yeah. We were just living an extended college lifestyle <laughs> as being grownups where it's like, you know, yeah, we still go out every weekend and hang out and stay up super late and you know we don't have, we have we're not married we don't have kids we can do whatever yeah and um but we still had jobs you know we still had to like and they were professional jobs you know yeah. working at different firms in the city so yours was especially you know. demanding too like i felt like you would go to work come home eat <laughs> and then immediately start working again and just you keep working yeah. yeah it was like that for two years until i quit and and, and you know that, that was also like yeah i can move <laughs> allows me to get away from this then maybe maybe life will be a little bit more simplified yeah going back though to like early episodes i think it's interesting to like and i want to say this for anyone who has ever been on the fence about starting a podcast we'll, we'll keep it the podcast specifically but i think you could apply this method to anything your first batch of whatever it is you're going to do is not going to be good it's yeah. not supposed to be good and even if it is good your later output's going to be better because yeah. you're going to find a rhythm. You're going to find, you know, what what it is that's working for you. And when we had started the show, we were so much like, it's got to be movies only and it's going to be a play-by-play. And, you know, like we'll explain every little detail that happens in the movie and commentate on it. It's like we might as well have been watching the movie live and commentating <laughs> on it because that's how, that's the extent most of those episodes went. And they were super long and like, you know, not re- and like our opinion and personality wasn't quite in play. Like it, it felt like there was more focus about the movie and the subject matter than like, you know, our interpretation of it. And it's like, as the years went on, we finally grew out of that. And I would like to say that if anyone is still listening today, it's maybe more because they like the show, they like the show because of us rather than the subject matter itself. Yeah. Um, which I think personally, that's what makes a podcast interesting. Like, yeah, you can listen to anyone talk about anything, but who do you want to hear it come from is, right. is probably what's more important. I'm not making it sound like we're awesome or anything. I'm just saying you know, <laughs> we, we started off being like, OK, well, here's the subject matter. We're going to talk about horror movies. And we were just like, so like this happened and then this happened. And it kind of got exhausting. And then eventually we kind of like, no, this is, this is our show. Let's yeah. converse as if we are friends because we are, <laughs> and let's just have some fun. And to me, I've really enjoyed the last couple of years of the show. Like not that I never didn't enjoy it, but it's just like when you finally get into your rhythm and you figure out who you are, what you, you know, what the show is, what you're saying, it all feels like it's just more natural. Exactly. 100%. Because I mean, some of my favorite podcasts, Pass Forward, Squared Co, 
the reason I listen to them so often is because I love listening to the hosts. And like, yeah, yeah, I like what they're talking about. And like Pass Forward is very informative. And, you know, Squared Co. talks about such a plethora of different subjects. Um, But I really, I listen to them because I enjoy listening to the the hosts and their banter and the way that they have chemistry back and forth. And I feel like we're, we're on that level. We, we have pretty good chemistry. I think we've got good chemistry. I'm, I'm very, I'm very proud of our accomplishment. Like I said, it took, it took a long time to get to a hundred episodes, but you know, what, what's really funny is our lives have drastically changed during the middle of the show. I mean, yeah. When we started it, I had only been married for roughly a year, maybe not even a full year. Mm-hmm. Um, you were about to be married and were pregnant with your first kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we 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 had maybe a solid like almost six months of like, you know, <laughs> hey, we're pretty steady and this is going, you know. And then life just gets crazier and crazier crazy from, and crazy and crazy. you know, job transitions to. I mean, I think you went freelance. Yeah, and I was working months. a full time job, and then I went freelance, and you went to a full time job. Well, then, actually, you know, I was freelance when we started the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because um, I I didn't go back to work until we got pregnant with Colt. Yeah, but I mean, like between the two of us, multiple job changes, um, which means different schedule changes, yeah. Yeah. and then you know you having a kid then i having a kid mm-hmm. then you having two more kids <laughs> and a pandemic and all this i mean it's just like it's kind of wild to think like six years you know it took us six years to get 100 episodes but um uh all the all that's happened in our personal life since then you know it's just kind of it's kind of crazy but um yep. it's cool that it's kind of slowly been documented as time goes on um, yeah that is it is and- really cool and it is fun, you know, to kind of reminisce on old episodes to some degree to where it's mm-hmm. like, wow, I remember what was going on during that time. You do you know? <laughs> do you have a favorite episode? I I don't know if I have a favorite, favorite episode, but I will say this. Some of my favorite episodes, which I really think is what spawned kind of the reason we do the other show, mm-hmm. which is, you know, if you didn't know, we have another show, <laughs> the Saturday Morning Ice Cream Podcast. Um I, I love the episodes where it wasn't really about a movie, mm-hmm. where we're talking more <laughs> about spooky subject matter. Yeah. Um, because I think, going back to what I was saying earlier, that puts more emphasis on your input, your views, and your personality than having to watch a m- movie and try to interpret what the director or the actors were trying to get across. Yeah. It was it, it but, was it was interesting to see us like try so many different things like the social cast and the Cenobites and yeah uh, and then after a like, while oh, we were, we're going to talk about upcoming movies and right. then we realized like we don't watch movies we're dads I'm not yeah. going to see this in a, a theater you well, know it, after a while too it, it just was like eh, this is just the show we're just going to talk about it. it doesn't have to be called something special this is just the right show. we. we <laughs> Yeah, I, I think if, if there's anything, um, probably favorites. I mean, I, I would say the Ecto Cooler episode is pretty yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, that's me in rare form being incredibly <laughs> upset <laughs> about some juice box. Yeah. Um, and uh, I love the episode of the Urban Legends we talk about, where we go yeah. over like you know some of the local 
our local spooky encounters, um, not the movie Urban Legends. Um, that was a great one. And um, yeah, really, I mean, any of the last like couple of years, I've enjoyed all those episodes. Like I, I personally just like to me, I'm like, that's it, it took a couple of years to really find a rhythm. Yeah. Um, there's would... some good ones early on that I think, you know, were pretty decent and headed in that right direction. But um, I think the later, like the last couple of years, I'm like, man, this is, this show's fun. I think it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like we really fell into a really good rhythm within the past two years. Because um, like... You it's can... not a consistent rhythm, mind <laughs> you, but <laughs> consistency in the way we converse and, and yeah. do the show. I really like the episodes that actually scared us, like as we were talking about them. I think the Urban Legends oh, yeah. ones was kind of one, and then that was um, spooky. Yes. The scariest songs. Um, the scariest songs was a scary one. That good. first one. Oh my gosh! I will say um, though that an episode that I can always go back to, and it's really not even the episode. It's just like a segment of the episode that I will always kind of go back and listen to, just because it makes me laugh every single time is the earnest scared stupid episode where i'm talking about um trying uh pumpkin spice again because i'm I'm, I'm talking you through like my experience of having it and how like i didn't like it it was too hot and i put an ice cube in it and you're like oh my god why did you (laughs) You do that this makes it disgusting and then just the 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 banter we have back and forth during that episode is so funny and it's like it i feel weird listening to our own episodes sometimes but it's like i just get to relive that conversation again and it's just yeah. like if, if we haven't talked in a while sometimes i'll just put an episode on because it's like we're having a conversation again oh my gosh well that's that's really i sweet. also have a pillow with your face printed out on it that sits on my couch in my office and uh. yeah i've seen it it's, it's a little weird <laughs> at least at least uh, let me pick out the picture next time <laughs> 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 that's hilarious i do love all the halloween mini cast episodes um and which is funny because those those are pretty tight episodes for the most part i think they've gotten looser as time went on because we have injected more personality and experiences um you know personal opinions and things of that nature but um i mean anything halloween halloween related is super fun yeah in my opinion yeah those are always my favorite um i love it's been interesting doing these more recently when we're doing like the the real-time ones because what I've come to, there's a really great Seinfeld line uh, where George Costanza says, if you take everything I've done in my entire life and condense it down to one day, it looks impressive. And I'm like, that <laughs> that's kind of us in the Halloween season. It's like that's when we're true. really talking about it in real time, it's like we don't really do a whole lot. But if you talked about it all as if it was one day, it looked pretty good. <laughs> I know it is kind of funny. Like it, it just shows like where we're at in life where it's like, you know, like this Halloween's been hard. I've moved into a new house. Yeah. I don't know where to put the pumpkins because I don't know where to put anything. <laughs> it's, it's an empty, you know, it's a it's an empty canvas. It's just like I don't know, like Brett and I spent have spent like hours looking at paint swatches. Mm-hmm. And now everything is the same color to me. Like everything. Like I just, I can't see anything anymore. Like it's, it's, it's been, I mean, it's been 
excruciating. <laughs> I um, don't care if this wall is fuchsia or seafoam. Just paint it something. I'm going to paint everything black because <laughs> black never goes out of style. And, you know, it goes with me. So you get a yellow couch or a red couch. You got black walls. That's fine. The other <laughs> and, and people won't want to come over anymore. And that would be funny. <laughs> if you had to um, put a label on it, what is your horror movie palette as of 2021 like what if you were going to sit down and watch a horror movie what mm. what do you want to watch right now dude that's a good question because i <laughs> and, and it might be hearkening back to i i don't know if i'm hitting my peak of like you know because like certainly there's there's things in life where you're like i just will never grow out of this this is you know mm. this is what i'll wear or this is what i'll listen to movies is kind of getting that way because i haven't been too fond of a lot of new horror flicks um mm-hmm. And so I like lately I've been like man, I've been craving the, the 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 home you know the the home favorites like the I have a hankering for the classics right now and and you know I love Friday the Thirteenth I love Halloween those are my some of my favorite horror movies but like for me like I'm I'm thinking even classic um like I think my favorites right now have been like. Night of the Living Dead and Psycho and House on Haunted Hill, like things that to me like are kind of that fine line of like, you know, horror hasn't totally developed yet. We haven't seen a lot of blood or terror on the screen, um, but it's getting there. And I think that's kind of the sweet spot for me right now is where it's like, it's not necessarily wholesome because those movies scared the pants off of people back in the day. (laughs) But for me, it's just like, I mean, how many more bloom house a2 movies and i'm gonna watch that takes six hours until the cult shows up and something gets freaky <laughs> you know what i mean like Thank i'm just <laughs> i'm just tired of that you know like yeah. it, it's kind of like i'm not here to get into the slow burn of things like you should be able to entertain me the whole way through and so mm-hmm. um those movies like psycho and night of the living dead and they're masterful I mean, they're masterful movies. Like they're so well done. And that's why I feel like I can watch them all the time. And so that's, that for me is, and that can be part of the pandemic, you know, wanting to find some comfort food, wanting to find something that's warm and cozy in, in the horror movie world. I don't think you get more warm and cozy than, you know, House of Haunted Hill and and, uh, Psycho and whatnot. But that's for me. What about you? Uh, yeah, kind of in the same vein, um, not going back as far as you necessarily, but like, um, I was scrolling through HBO Max the other day and I saw that the entire series of Nightmare on Elm Street movies are on there and just those covers bring back so much nostalgia for me. Like it, it takes me back to when I was like 15 and a half or 16, my first job, my first real job working in a grocery store. And back then we still had VHS tapes in the movie rental section Mm -hmm. of, uh, uh, of the grocery store. And, um, I can remember walking through it because you, I would have to go over there to like pick up my check or whatever, but, um, I loved hanging out over there because I could just see all the horror movies. I remember seeing the covers for like Motel Hell and Season of the Witch, Halloween 3. And then like, but I would see these Nightmare on Elm Street covers for like Dream Child and Dream Warriors. And I just, yeah. <laughs> I loved them. They were so, because at, at the time. The fantastic. I had, yeah. And at the time I hadn't really seen those movies yet. And it wasn't until a bit later when I was in college that I kind of, did a deep dive into nightmare on elm street and really watched those movies and 
and really, you know, us doing our scary movie nights kind of reignited my horror movie, you know, flame. Uh, but, um, yeah, seeing seeing all those movie covers on HBO Max just made me really want to like wish that I didn't have kids for like a day and I could just <laughs> <laughs> get a bowl of M&Ms and M's yeah. and binge watch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man, for sure. Like I I this October's been a little lackluster cuz we just moved and the house is just in all sorts of disarray and mm-hmm. you know, we've I've been really wanting to watch something scary movie but i'm like i really want to watch halloween the first one i really want to watch the first yeah. friday the 13th like i really just want to live in that comfort zone and i, I know i just yeah. named some movies that were older than that previously but i mean to me though those early slasher you know spooky films like i don't know they're just they're so they're so good they're so perfect like yeah um yeah, I think I think comfort is kind of where it's at right now. Uh, but again, this could be me just like this is kind of where I'm done evolving. You know, I don't know. Like, um, <laughs> I've tried. So to give an example, uh, Brett and I have been watching the Netflix show Midnight Mass. Have you watched it at all? Or? Uh, I remember seeing the thumbnail for it, but I don't know anything about it. It's pretty good. I mean, verdict's still out. I have uh, one episode left before I can really totally make up my mind. But like, again, it's like, I thought it was a movie and mm-hmm. I was real disappointed when it was a show because I'm like, great. Now I get to spend an hour and 15 minutes every night watching a show for a story. I feel like it could be wrapped up into a movie. However, right. I do get the point of a show. You get more time for character development. There's room for things to breathe, but what an investment, man. Like I, it it's the seven episodes and I could have watched all of the nightmare on Elm street movies. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if you think about exactly. it that way, it's kind of like, what am I doing with my life? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's um, so that's so funny that you say that because I've been hearing a lot about this Netflix show uh, Squid Game. And, I have too. Yeah, um, I wanted to watch it, but then I heard my sister in law say last night that it's a it's just it's a show, and that was like an instant. Oh, I'm not I'm not watching that. I know, man. Like, I I don't know that for me, I'm just like, no. Uh, if I'm gonna sit down in front of the television <clears> for an hour and a half. I want something to be completed, you know, it's yeah, kind of like, yeah. <laughs> kind of like we've been doing these uh, October drawing prompts where I'm like, oh, cool. I did a little piece today. Whereas yeah. normally it's like, you could spend a week on something and it's just like, mm-hmm. these are fun. We'll turn and burn. But yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. Yeah. I've been, I've been craving some movies, man. There's some good stuff that's on streaming lately. Like I really wanted to watch the original invasion of the body snatchers um mm-hmm. another favorite of mine uh of course you know the nightmare on sheets are up some of the friday the 13th are up and i'm just like man give me a bowl of popcorn maybe mm-hmm. a box of milk duds or some reese's peanut butter cups and a soda and let's just have a movie night baby mm. did you ever watch this she may have been a bit before our time but did you ever watch anything with elvira when you were younger never have i mean i'm obviously well aware of who she is but i've never yeah. watched her in anything other than tv commercials. like commercials yeah yes. <laughs> see i think she was just a bit before our time because she's making a resurgence right now she's going to have like a netflix thing but That's then she cool. also has she has like a she just did a thing for shutter i haven't watched it yet um but she did kind of like a three movie uh, kind of like what they were doing with joe bob but it's with elvira and they kind of recreated yeah. her set and let her come back and do a show and it is just amazing how she does not look any different 
shocked yeah. in the 70 years she's been doing Elvira. I don't, it's not been that long, but my God. That's amazing. We're, we're almost 40. I, I think it was her 40th anniversary. Um, that's, that's what it was. It's it, this year is her 40th anniversary of being Elvira. Wow. Good for her, man. That's amazing. Yeah. I would be she's interested to watch that for sure. I'm, I love, I've, I've, it's been on record that I love those like midnight movie mm-hmm. hosts, like Spinguli, you know, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that kind of stuff, man. Like just the whole, the whole idea is just awesome. But this was, that was a fun question to ask. Cause it's like when we, when I think about the beginning of our show, we were very much so into like the eighties, like yeah. even kind of like more of the trashier eighties movies. And the thing of like six years later, we've kind of evolved into like, <laughs> Okay, I've we we found our sweet spot because like if, if we're yeah. honest, like this podcast, as we've said a hundred times, this was birthed out of a real life event. You and I on the weekends, renting a horror flick, and 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 watching it and eating some ice cream or some some burgers. And the thing was, is we were basically watching things we had never seen before. So we were getting the the sleepaway camps, the the dead alive, the you know, all, all these movies that, you know, we had saw the box art for in the video store as kids, but never. And, you know, I've enjoyed some of those movies. I mean, Sleepaway Camp's always going to be a favorite of mine, but like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's just like, I just need to see them. I need to know like, what, what, what is this movie about that I've seen the box art for my entire mm-hmm. childhood, you know? And yeah. to kind of go through all of that over the last six years and to talk about them and to see them, I really have kind of like I know who I am now. Like I like <laughs> I really know what I like and what horror, what type of horror I like, and especially mm-hmm. with in comparison of again the the Blumhouses or the A two flicks. You know, I'm starting to feel like I'm like that's not quite for me. Like I'm gonna watch them still because I'm still a student. I'm still curious. I still want to know what the trajectory for horror is. But like I know where I live. I know what my sweet. I know who I am. Mm-hmm. Give me. Give me those classics that I that I crave. That made really the movies that kind of made you fall in love with horror movies. That's kind of it for me. Um, yeah, it, it's why you could talk to your dad and he still thinks Led Zeppelin is the best band ever because <laughs> that's what he listened to when he was seventeen and eighteen, and it's always going to mean more to him. And you know, Zeppelin hasn't put out a record in forty years or whatever. It's just, mm-hmm. but they're still relevant to him. You know, yeah, he's still that's, wearing those alligator polos and. Khaki yes. pants. And- yes. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I wish I wish my dad wore alligator polos, but I digress. <laughs> well, on the on the subject of favorite episodes, was there any other like like do you have an ultimate favorite episode or or a favorite even even a favorite movie that we've talked about? It doesn't even have to be your favorite movie, but like just one that was fun to talk about. Well, our Friday the 13th series, like, I know that's not one movie necessarily, necessarily, but I like how we have been kind of trying to go in order. And, you know, that's, I think it's yours as well, but it's my favorite horror movie franchise. It's not necessarily my favorite horror movie. It's just my favorite franchise. And so, like, I always have a lot of fun when we do those because also those episodes feel like little mini holidays. Um, So I always get kind of excited for that because Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th kind of sneaks up on you sometimes and it's like, oh, there's one this month. Let's do a, a a Jason movie. And so like I always get really good feelings with episodes like that. Yeah. Anything, anything that's like camp related, I just get excited about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think one of my favorites we ever talked about was Chopping Mall. Um, yeah, that was fun. Th- 
that was fun. And I think it, it was fun because we kind of tied it to the holiday shopping season. Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, Thanksgiving. So um, that's probably one of my favorite things about this show is I feel like, you know, between this show and then the other show, the Saturday show, I've become like a really massive fan of Thanksgiving where mm-hmm. it's not that I've ever disliked it. <clears throat> I've always enjoyed Thanksgiving, especially as a kid, because it's like, oh, this is like I get to see all my family before Christmas. And I don't have to wait another month, you know? Yeah. Um, plus you get all this good food. And I always loved seeing like that's that was the start of the Christmas commercials on TV. So mm-hmm. always look forward to Thanksgiving with anticipation, but not necessarily for the same reasons that I enjoy it now where I'm like, I love Thanksgiving. So like doing this show with you, both these shows, like I've just become a massive Thanksgiving fan. Yeah. I've always said it it combines the best parts of all the holidays. You've got all of the fall feels. You've got all mm-hmm. the family and the food that you get from Christmas, but you don't have to buy any presents for anybody. I know. You're not broke. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you're about to be broke because <laughs> it kicks yeah. off the, the buying season. But for one holiday, you get everything minus the bill. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been a fun ride. It's been a fun show. And no, this is not the last episode. We're still in the middle of our Halloween mini casts that we're doing, which I guess this year they're not miniature, but they're they're fine, you know. We're just going we're still going to call them that. We can't not call them mini casts. Um right. But yeah, we are we're still doing the show. Um but as you know, once once October ends, we disappear for like 6 months. Um <laughs> cuz that's like the the trend. Um but yeah, I think I think um you know, here we are, six years later, 100 episodes in. I thought it would be fun to read a couple comments from some from friends who have listened. Um, didn't get a whole, whole bunch, but that's okay. We do not use social media that well, so the algorithm is like, oh, you want to be relevant again? Uh, not this time. And so I, I really don't think Sorry, there was a bitch. lot of people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't think... I don't think a lot of people saw our request for attention, so... Um, but for those who did, we'll... we'll uh, we'll, we'll read a few comments. So, um, I'll, I'll, I'll read one to you, Mike. I'm going to start off with the Instagram and, uh, yeah, let's see. Let's see what our first, first one is. So we've got a comment here from, uh, well, I'm going to read this one from, from Steve, our friend Steve on Instagram. Steve is a phenomenal comic artist. He is, he is a hilarious dude. Um, if you look up Skull Pizza on Instagram, highly recommend to follow. He's been doing daily comic strips for October, and they are freaking cracking me up. So um, <laughs> they're hilarious. I mean, he is he is a very witty dude um, and, and very talented. So, um, But he says, man, I think I've been listening since the very beginning. I love this show. I enjoy hearing you guys interact as friends. And the love for Halloween and other holidays. Good to hear that Thanksgiving love in between the big two. Is just one more thing to enjoy about the season. Congrats on 100 episodes. I raised one scoop of Superman and one scoop of vanilla in your honor. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Man, awesome. I appreciate the toast. And, you know, again, somebody who knows their stuff, uh, Mike being the vanilla boy that he is and me being the <laughs> Superman that I am. <laughs> vanilla boy. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like kind of being like the a Karen. I'm your vanilla boy. Vanilla You're boy. a vanilla boy. You just like your vanilla ice cream. <laughs> You're not exciting. <laughs> What's with all these flavors? 
but yeah, thank you, Steve, for the uh, for the comment, and thank you for listening. I, Steve really has been listening since the beginning, um, uh, and so I do appreciate that. And uh, yeah, got another one I'll read. That's awesome. From uh, a Mister Caffeinated Joe. Uh, this is on Instagram as well. Just love when one of your episodes drops in the feed. Love your back and forth and your topics, but just love the exuberance you both have for the things you love. Keep being positive and yourselves. Well, thank you, Caffeinated Joe. Appreciate that very much. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's easy when, when you're talking to your best friend. I there mean. you go. That's all it is, man. You think, <laughs> you think we're out here practicing? No, we, we are just two dudes having a, having a good time together. Just loving on each can, other that's all it can is. you imagine how good we'd be if we practiced Maybe i know right worse. well i mean let's think about it 100 episodes <clears throat> in this could be our best episode and that's a lot of practice you know that's a lot, <laughs> that's a lot of practice, of practice. <laughs> um uh awesome. i'll you know i read another one from mr jimmy jimmy is a longtime friend of the show um well funny story about jimmy um he not funny i mean you're not gonna crack up or anything but he was one of the first people during the duration of the show that had told me like, Hey, I just found you guys. I think at this point we had probably been about 20 episodes in. So this is early mm-hmm. on, but he was saying, just found your show and just listen to all of them at work like while working. I think he drives uh, part of his job and tells a lot of driving. Mm-hmm. Um, but he listened to all the episodes at that point. It was like 20 or 30 and maybe could have been 40. I don't know. But, mm-hmm. um, and then was on his second listen through and i was just like to me i was like this is oh mind-blowing <laughs> i've for one for anyone who's listened to that many amazing but you know a second listen through i was just like man that makes me feel really good you know um but yeah, jimmy's always sure. been uh jimmy's always been very uh very supportive and has always sent nice messages and comments but he says oh man so many memories from this show one of the funniest moments was when mike announced the second baby by singing oops i did it again that was classic, man. That cracked me up. I remember playing that for my wife, and she was busting up with some laughter. Um, <laughs> I also used to love when Mike would come up with his own nicknames every episode, like, I'm Mike the... Insert here, Anderson. Um, yeah, man, that was that was some classic stuff. For a while, you had quite the... Uh, I don't know, quite the, the record going on. <laughs> yeah, and then one day it just stopped. <laughs> I know, I was like... Um, it's good to know people miss that. I mean, I, I know, I think I brought it up once that I missed it, but, um, yeah. uh, and then when Mike would throw in the occasion, get your dick hard at the end <laughs> of the show. Um, good any job, comments on nice. that, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've said some things in the past that, you know, ever since having kids, I, I'm not going to say I regret them. I'm not going to say I wake up at night screaming <laughs> things that I might have said in the past. But, you know, I've tried to clean it up a little bit. Having kids uh, will do that to you, man. It's just yeah, called maturing, it's just, you know. I, I, mean, I don't want my kid to be, uh, even though he's said far more worse things <laughs> already do, in man. his five years of life. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, yeah, I don't, I don't need my kid listen back to this in 20 years and hearing the stupid things that I said. 
Oh God. I mean, I, I, I'm not just, I'm telling my, my kid like, yeah, I never, I don't know what a podcast is. I'm never... <laughs> yeah. That's not me. <laughs> Cause to be fair, even, even aside from dumb, dumb sayings and, and, and jokes or whatever, um, you know, the, the podcast itself, I used to say before we come on, you know, this is not a show for kids, uh, mainly yeah. talking about the subject matter, obviously. Um, it just didn't help that Mike and I were just, you know, silly. Um, that wasn't yeah. me. That was that. That was Mike the Ricka Ricka Anderson. I'm yeah, Michael like James I'm Mike Anderson. The, I'm Mike the Dad Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> Go to your and, room. <laughs> and Dad wouldn't say something ridiculous like that, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, he says, "From Cole, I love when he always does the do 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 Halloween update." Thank you. I've been practicing that for sure. Um, <laughs> And the maniacal laugh on the Halloween episodes. Also been practicing that. Usually when mowing the lawn, when nobody can hear me. Um, <laughs> can you imagine? I'd love like, to see your neighbors look over and just see you. And he's like, what? <laughs> the neighbor's like, my God, he's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I think it's time to move. <laughs> I do. I do a maniacal laugh when I start the weed eater, like a chainsaw. <laughs> Um, and uh so yeah on the halloween episodes the maniacal laugh um well thank you and then also there is no one better at evoking the atmosphere feels like cole when he describes a scene for uh or a scene or a memory with the sights sounds and smells and really gives you the nostalgic feel thanks for all the great shows guys and i hope this show goes on for a long long time Oh, keep dreaming buddy no <laughs> best podcast <laughs> out there well thank you thank you so much man yeah i just to piggyback on that a little bit i absolutely agree you are a poet and you don't even know it or you do i don't know <laughs> but you you this podcast would be nothing without you as the main co-host because uh you are you are the you're the you're the you're the word talker person <laughs> I can't even get words out, man. This podcast would be garbage without you. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, that's a very nice compliment. But as we say before, it is is this show is good because it's two best friends just loving on each other, having some conversations. (laughs) (laughs) That bond that we've developed over the last, I don't know, 13 years or something, something like I don't know how long we've been friends for. It's been it's been a minute. It's been a while. Two thousand. Eight, yeah, 2007, 15, so almost 15 I, years. Dang, that's crazy, bro. That's crazy. Well, thank you, Mike, and uh, thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate that. I definitely oftentimes feel like I'm rambling or maybe my idea isn't quite getting through, but it's good to know that some of you folks get it and appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'm glad to hear that because I, I oftentimes uh, always second guess myself when it comes to uh, the things that I say. Um, one of the, the fun things about living with anxiety is like, what did I just say? <laughs> and then thinking yeah. about it for the next six years. Um, <laughs> um, There's been several times where I've had a very brief interaction with a cashier in the morning and then spend the next seven hours thinking oh about that. Oh my God, 100%. Interaction. <laughs> it's literally, it's, 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 it, that is my life in a nutshell. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Thank you again, Jimmy. Um, I did get a message from Stephen Howell. Um, uh, and 
you know, with a direct message, it wasn't anything, you know, personal, which is a very nice message about the show. But I, I figure I maybe not read it just in case, you know, uh, he didn't want us to, to read it out loud. Um, but uh, I want to thank Stephen Howell for reaching out with your comment. I'm glad to hear that you love the show and really do appreciate. He's another supportive person who's always, um, you know, sending us comments and messages. And uh, again, I, 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 I see you and I appreciate you. <laughs> Uh, Mike, you got me in the read. I, I I need a little little break. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna take a break from Instagram. We'll circle back at the end. Yeah. There's I've one got... more. There's a couple comments that kind of yeah. go together. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this. Uh. I'm gonna. Uh, our friend, and uh, podcast mate, uh, Mark Morris, has sent us three mm, questions. Hunky Mark. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he is on my phone. That's, that, <laughs> I love that. Is that for real? No. I mean, oh, man. Funny. I want to change it to that. I, my wife would have a cow if she saw that, though. It's like, oh, great. Who what is always, fucking Mark? What I've always assumed. No. <laughs> um, well, let's okay, let's so, you Mark have to say. <laughs> okay. His first question is, if you could replace your co-host with any horror movie character... Do a good guy and bad guy. Who would you pick and why? So does this mean like I replace you? I'm still on the show, but I replace you with uh, Norman Bates. Right. So he wants a good guy and a bad guy. Oh, so just two different hosts. Yeah. So you would pick a good guy and a bad guy from any horror movie. Oh. To replace me. (laughs) To replace you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, good guy in a horror movie. That's that's interesting. Um, yeah. Especially the and, and really the bad guy too, because a lot of the the bad guys I like really don't say much. So it would be a pretty boring podcast. I mean, <laughs> Michael Myers, he's not saying anything. Uh, right. Jason Voorhees, he's not saying anything. So for sheer entertainment value, I would have to say Freddy Krueger, and then, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is actually a good analogy. I would think. You are like the Freddy Krueger of the show, and I am oh. like the Doctor Loomis um, <laughs> of the show. So, <laughs> kind of like a wild and a more collected, you know. Like I consider you a wild boy, and and uh, me being more of like the welcome everybody, and that would be Doctor Loomis, you know, giving you the, yeah. the straight talk, giving you the. I like that. Yeah, that would be fun. Um. I was going to say Freddy Krueger as well, because he is definitely a talker. Um, the only other talker I can think of is Chucky. He's kind of got a mouth fun. on Yeah. He does he, have a mouth. He's, so maybe, he's funny. He is funny. So I w- you should go with Chucky. That would be good. Okay. So I'm going to go with Chucky. And then my good guy, I can't remember his name, but he's from Friday the 13th Part 3. And he's the the goofball that wears the Jason mask that gets killed and then gives... Um, that's where Jason gets his mask from, essentially. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't yeah, remember okay. his name, but he's he he seemed like an entertaining character. That's fun. I like that. It's unconventional. I like right. I like that idea. Thank Good you. question, Mark. That's a uh, man. Did not yeah. think I was gonna have to exude my normal thinking capacity this early. <laughs> well, I think the next two are pretty uh, are are easier. Um, All right. Will Will there be an episode two hundred or? Will there be an episode 1000? No and no. 
I can't imagine living long enough to give you a 200th episode, let alone a thousandth episode. So, because if we average three episodes a year, a year, regular shows, and then you throw in the five we'll do for Halloween, my God, I mean, my kids are going to have kids by that point. So, even if we did 12 shows a year, which is one episode a month, that's. That's a good 10 more years. Yeah, I mean, do you almost? hear how much pizza and McDonald's we consume? That <laughs> Science says we will not see 65. <laughs> so. Oh, God. And you can't teach uh, an old dog new tricks. We laugh to hide the fear. The pain. The pain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mark's last question is, do you have plans for your children to take over the podcast eventually? Well, we were just talking about our untimely death, so we need I to I mean, it's training. inevitable. They're going to have to. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be <laughs> those of you out there who still like the show and have lived longer than us that, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I you know, here's the thing. Not to, not to knock Colt, because he's a very bright boy, it seems, but I think Coda and Lydia would be hilarious hosts. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Like, I feel like, I mean, the, the brief, I, so I've never met, well, I've met Coda. He was a tiny little guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Lydia was, they're pretty close in age. Lydia was small when they met too. But um, the brief interaction I had of him when he walked into your office and was growling at the camera, I was like, that's a star. That kid needs to be <laughs> on the podcast. Well, let me go yell at him real quick because I just heard him go out into the backyard. So. Oh my God. <laughs> KPDX Fox 49 and award video give you the chance to bring Freddy home for the holidays. A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, the Dream Master from Media Home Entertainment will be available in December and 50 lucky winners will celebrate with Freddy's complete party kit, including the new video, hats, posters, and other sharp things. Watch Freddy's Nightmares Sunday at 6 p.m. Write the name of the episode on a postcard, then mail or drop it by any award video. You might win the contest of your dreams. Okay, so um, I've got one comment on Facebook, and then I've got another comment on Facebook that is similar to the one that we'll go back to on Instagram. Okay, well, but thank you, Mark, for for the the questions. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mark. I love you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um. Nick asks, hey, Mike and Cole, I've been listening to you guys' podcast for a long time, and it's by far my favorite podcast. Congrats on making it to 100 episodes. My question is, if you guys could remake any of your favorite horror movies, Ooh. which one would you remake and why? Oh, that's a great question, man. Yeah. Ooh, shoot. And what it's hard because Ooh. a lot of them have been remade. Yeah, I know. That's the funny thing. And I, and I usually have not enjoyed the the remake um mm-hmm. but man that is a good question um crap dude uh i can go first while you yeah while you yeah think please, of it. please my my pick is actually well is probably extremely controversial uh but um mine is actually the movie jaws wow. and it's not it's <laughs> not because i think jaws is a bad movie but i just think that people watching it today it would suffer special effects wise sure that because that sense. shark is so fake looking now right back in the day scared the hell out of me but today when like they've got computer and cgi graphics that make everything look realer than life almost mm-hmm. um you see that fake shark and like colt's not even scared of it 
Right. And, and, um, Colt's afraid of a shadow. And so, (laughs) (laughs) and so like, I would like to see what Jaws would look like with updated technology, essentially. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I don't necessarily want them to remake the story, like update it. It's just like, it's almost like, you know how, like when George Lucas went back and added in all the CGI into Star Wars. People seem to love that. Well, yeah, it's very polarized. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't know. I just have always wanted to see what a good jaw, a good shark attack movie would be like with today's technology. Because any any ones that they make now are super campy, like the Meg. The Meg I thought was gonna be like Jaws 2.0, but it was a yeah. lot campier than I thought it was going to be. And then. Um, there was one called like Shark Knight or something, and it was super campy. I thought it was going to be a serious movie, um, but yeah, I just that that's that's my pick. Yeah, controversial, but that's my pick. Man, I I honestly do don't have a good answer for this, but off the top of my head, like it, you know, since since I got to say something, um, I think it'd be really cool to see um, Neither Living Dead remade to the extent of the idea being. Um, the simplicity of the surroundings. So like, obviously the night of living dead series, you know, we, we had, um, day of the dead, dawn of the dead, etc. And then there's been a support. There's been a couple zombie movies made in the last, you know, 30 years. Right. <laughs> there's few. been a few, but I really like the simplicity of uh, night of the living dead where it's like, yo, I was at the cemetery and my brother got, you know, attacked by a, a, a zombie and I'm running to this house for safety and I'm just there, you know, and mm-hmm. all I have is the radio and the TV. So I I would like to see that done, but with like, <clears throat> you know, the updated uh, zombie makeup and gore and things like that. Yeah. I think that could be really cool. Um, but, you know, let, let's leave out the cell phones. Let's leave out the, you know, some of the modern uh, conveniences that we have, but just like. Think about this like on your feet, like what would you do if you really were at the cemetery and, you know, you just drove there, right? You just drove there to mm-hmm. say, to give your respect, something happens and the, your instinct is just to get away. How do I get mm-hmm. away? And you mm-hmm. find shelter in an abandoned house or a house, you know, just out in the country. Like to me, I'm like that. That's what makes that movie scary is like, yeah, for all intents and purposes, like they're trapped, they're screwed, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's my answer for now. But I, I'm going to think about this as I'm watching yeah. horror movies this this month. And if anything sticks out to me, I will make sure to speak on it again. Yeah, definitely. That That's a very difficult question. Like I said, because a lot of them already have been remade. Yeah, I mean, like... my mind went to like, oh, the fog. <laughs> oh, wait, that was remade. Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just like there's so, I mean, I think literally every horror movie has been remade. Um, yeah, I would love to see and it's not necessarily a horror movie, but I've always said and there was rumor that was going to happen, but I don't know what happened. But one of my all time favorite movies is Something Wicked This Way Comes based on the Ray mm. Bradbury novel. And mm-hmm. uh, Disney back in the 80s made a horror movie for all intents and purposes. Uh, it was a movie that was spooky for an older audience, and it's still one of my favorite films. I'd love to see an updated version of that. Not set in normal times, but, like, again, this story takes place in, like, the early, like, I think, like, the 1930s or 40s, something like that. Hmm. Um, it might be even sooner. It might be in the late 1800s. I can't remember. But um, I would love to see that just made with modern technology. Is that on 
Disney Plus? I don't think it is. I think there's some sort of uh, licensing fiasco with it or whatever. I'm not sure. So, interestingly enough, that reminds me, I meant to tell you, um, I went on to Disney Plus the other day and I saw that Under Wraps was on there. It's a and remake. I started to, I started to play it and it's a remake, yeah. Yeah, I saw I've been that saying could... for years, get that original dude up there to watch. Yeah. I don't and know I what saw that you could that buy is. the... I saw that you could buy the original on iTunes. I was like, hmm, I wonder why this isn't on Disney Plus. And then I was just randomly on Disney Plus and saw it. And I was like, oh. And then I click on it and it says 2021. I'm like, hmm, maybe they, you know, just mistyped that or something. Like, And then I start playing it. I'm like, this looks, this girl's wearing AirPods. How is this? <laughs> <laughs> is she a time traveler? <laughs> That's wild. I, I, I wish the original would go up. I don't I wonder what the issue is. It seems like everything under the sun is on Disney Plus. Um Yeah. It could be a licensing issue, kinda like with something wicked. You know, maybe they refer to the mummy as the mummy and maybe you can't say that because Universal mm. owns the mummy. I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. I wouldn't I be surprised know. if that's it actually. Yeah. Well shoot, man. All right, well, uh, Nick, thank you for the good question, man. Again, I, I it's early. Like, I was not expecting to come to the table with my best. I mean, it's just yeah. episode 100. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have, so what I did is last night I reposted um, my post on our Facebook page to, like, maybe try and get some last-minute questions. And uh, a listener named uh, Chris, he commented on the original post and he said please oh please tell us the brandon paranormal activity story but then he re-commented on this new one and i like this comment a lot better <laughs> because it says let's all warm up by the campfire while you tell us the brandon paranormal activity story fellas i'll bring the s'more ice cream and then he posted a picture of <laughs> s'more ice cream and i was like "Ooh, i love that <laughs> oh that sounds good yeah that's a great idea well yeah to to go off that too i've got uh, a comment that i've yet to read from instagram um, which has kind of been the same thing. A little, a little more to it. Um, this is from uh, Jesse, who is also a, a super fan, who's always been very supportive and comments on our uh, you know, social medias and whatnot. But he says, I would love to finally hear the story about what happened when you guys saw Paranormal Activity. Also, thank you both for making this podcast the last several years. It brings a lot of joy on a long, stressful work days. I legitimately laughed out loud when you have cracked each other up. Congratulations on episode 100. And looking forward to the next 100? Well, that would be 200. And as we say, we may not live that long, but, you know, we'll try. We will certainly try. Um, but thank you. Thank you, Jesse. Um, yeah, the Brandon Paranormal Activity Story. Well, you guys are in luck because uh, we are talking about both Paranormal Activity, the film, and what happened the night we saw it, which... I do want to preface um, <laughs> we, to, to be totally transparent. And it wouldn't be a show if I didn't say a peek behind the curtain. But um, <laughs> Mike and I have re-recorded re this intro to the show, mainly because we got some new comments in and we wanted to include everyone who said something into the show. But it is kind of a blessing in disguise because what happened, there's kind of two parallel stories happening the night we saw Paranormal. There's us being scared out of our wits because of the movie and then something kind of crazy happened that night. Uh, a total disclaimer right now. When Mike gets to that story, brace yourselves. Even I had no idea what actually happened that <laughs> night. But yeah. holy cow. It's insane. It's it's crazy. So um, the story itself, I, I not that exciting. Did, did Brandon 
levitate out of his bed and hover over me and, or stare at me for hours at a time holding a knife. No, that did not happen. Nobody got possessed. Um, there was no demon in the houses. Um, you know, that would have been a pretty cool story. However, it was a freaky night. We tell you all about it at the end of the show. So uh, just get that s'more ice cream, but um, get, get you a warm blanket too, because yeesh, it gets, it gets wild. <laughs> yeah. I guess all right. trigger, trigger warning for violence and yeah for upcoming <laughs> yeah there you go but uh but yeah i just want to say a few things before we get started thank you to all of you who have listened to the show your support your comments your listenership um the enthusiasm that you bring uh is is why we keep doing this um and we appreciate you guys a lot so thank you for listening thank you for sharing with your friends and uh also a big thanks to mike who literally makes this show happen mike does all the editing um he he's does all the posting for this i mean this show would not be running if it wasn't for mike so thank you for all your hard work and all the many hours that you spend making this happen because i know you know it's just us dudes having a time having a conversation on the podcast but it would just live on our hard drives if it wasn't for you so (laughs) well i appreciate that cole and like i said before uh, i'd have nothing to edit if it wasn't for you and your eloquent (laughs) eloquentness i'll take it um yeah you make you are the meat of this podcast and i'm the fat the, no, you're the potatoes. The <laughs> you're the potatoes. I, <laughs> I'll take it. You gotta have them both. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Again, it's the teamwork that makes the dream work. It's, it, yeah. It takes it take it takes a village. I, I don't know. I keep saying things that you would see at like a Home Goods painted on a sign or something. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Live, laugh, love. Yeah. Eat, but like the dad section. Gather. Oh, like stop bugging me. I'm fishing. You know, like <laughs> I, is that what they? There's stuff like that. I'm sure. I don't know. My dad never came back from his fishing trip. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a comment that I have noticed over the last few years. It's not like everybody's like beating down the door to hear the story, but we did kind of drop a tease in a very early episode about this story that happened with our friend Brandon. And uh, we'll be honest, this story happened almost 15 years ago. So yeah, which is, which the is crazy. Up, the buildup may be a bit more than the actual story is worth. Um, but what we're we saying is we don't really remember the night too well. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to talk about it. We, we yeah, are we're we're going to do it. We're finally going to tell the Brandon story. We're just trying to let you down easy. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> did, did Brandon like levitate out of his bed or try to murder me? No. And I know that's the story <laughs> you want to At hear. least not that night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm sure it happened, but I'm a really... There was like, night he did make you I'm a really heavy sleeper. <laughs> When he, there was one night he did make you levitate where he got locked out, came up oh to your God. window and banged on the window and scared my, you. My so headboard bad. of my bed is next to the window, and Brandon, Brandon shows up one night, um, slightly, slightly um, 
buzzed and was <laughs> banging on my window to wake me up to let him in because he's locked out and it it scared the poop out of my butt i mean literally was terrifying i'll never <laughs> I forget so, i was so pissed <laughs> you were like who does that <laughs> I was so mad because I was first. I'm first. I'm like terrified. Yeah. And we'll talk about why it's terrifying. That neighborhood isn't technically a neighborhood. Um, right. Why there's a house there, I don't know. But um, to hear a banging at your window, you know, it's not like I'm living in the burbs right now, like or at, at that moment. Like it was scary. Like I thought there was somebody outside my house, like yeah. you know, with <laughs> malicious plans. So malicious intent. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. we will we will talk about that story. Yeah. Um Do you want to set it up ju- a little bit or I do I do here in a minute. I wanted to okay. say thank you both for the comments. Right, right, right. Um yeah. and, and Jesse is too another uh homie who has been, you know, been with us on the long run and has always been super encouraging and enthusiastic. That's what I will say for the handful of people that do listen and, and talk to us. And I can't say a handful, that's not fair. Each episode gets a, roughly a hundred plays, which I think is amazing. You know, that there be oh, that we get many more people. than that. It's like bordering 250 to 300. But I'm, I'm discounting all your replays. Right, 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 right. So, you know, averaging about a hundred episodes. Um, I know like, you know, other people I know who listen to the show, like I, Matt Skiff has, you know, been a listener for some time. Uh, Kyle Crawford, um, Riley out in Australia. Um, gosh, who, who else? Who else am I forgetting that that is a, is a usual? Uh, the past forward, Wes, Wes Allen, past forward guy. Wes Allen, my goodness, I can't forget Wes. Wes is always uh, sending us messages, and um, I say Mark, this: the, Marky listens to Saturday. I don't know if he listens Mark, to Scary yeah, so much. Square home Mark, because he's a little scared. He can't. He's what, a sweetie. What he is. He is a sweetie pie. Big buff sweetie pie. Um, <laughs> thank you guys. Thank you to the people who listen to the show. I mean, absolutely. The show is, we hope the show is for everybody, um, whether they like scary movies or not. But I know that this show really does cater to the folks who love to watch a spooky movie, who love pizza and popcorn and snacks. And maybe hanging out with friends, because if there's one thing I feel like this show will give you is maybe you feel like you're hanging out with us. So um, yeah. that's the point. That is the point. <laughs> <laughs> and especially through spooky season and, you know, the last uh, crap show of the year we've had the last couple of years, almost 2021 is really just an extension of 2020. Um, I hope this has brought a lot of people some comfort and some happiness and some fun. So with that said, I think we should talk about the Brandon story. Dun, dun, dun. But to <laughs> further delay it, <laughs> I, I think this should also be a movie episode, which yeah. we have not talked about a movie in a long time. Um, and to be fair, obviously we have to talk about paranormal activity, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's what the Brandon story centers around. And, um, I, I forget why we're even calling it the Brandon story, but it was the three of us that night. Um, but yeah. it's like, it's weird to say it's the Brandon story. Cause like I said, he did not levitate out of bed. He did not confront me with a knife in the middle of the night. You know, yeah. um, he, he was just a part of it. Um, because that was the chapter of our life where we were all three living, 
uh, you know, together. I think part. I think it might have been because we did have him on an episode, and that may we be did. where we teased it. Um, yes, and so maybe uh, we just associate Brandon heavily with this story. That could be true. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, paranormal activity. Um, this is a polarizing movie because i i think this movie particularly i think my assumption that it did well i think people liked it Mm -hmm. i know i liked it um but the franchise as it's gone on i think has been kind of a love or hate situation and i'm going to say personally for me i've enjoyed all of the paranormal activities um nothing quite like the first one because i don't Mm -hmm. think you just ever you know I don't think you just I, the first one, especially with a movie like this, a movie specifically like this. So like, you you know, much like a Blair Witch Project where it feels very real. It feels like it's something you shouldn't be watching. You're mm-hmm. like, you're not a lot like this is like, how did how are you seeing? It feels so personal yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Um, You know, the, the these first iterations of these movies are always the most impactful because it does feel so raw. It does feel so real. And it feels like you're getting to see something that was just for, that was an experience for someone, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember there was a lot of hype for this movie when it came out. And in the horror movie world, there have been certain sayings of like, you know, this movie, such and such, was the thing that changed the trajectory of horror movies. Um, so some prime examples would be uh, probably Halloween. Halloween was kind of the birth of the slasher film, right? Um, you've got movie like Scream, where this is a movie that is so meta, it is talking about scary movies, it's acknowledging all the years of scary movie making and the tropes and the whatnot within a movie, and it's playing out, and it is a scary movie. Right. Um, I remember when Cabin in the Woods came out, it kind of had the same clout as like oh this is really like changing you know scary movie it's it's such a thing to say right you know because like scary movie is a scary movie right Mm -hmm. it it doesn't even have to be labeled a scary movie and it can be a scary movie you know it's a it's it's subjective um but paranormal activity to me i thought was a really pivotal moment in horror movies um i remember something that was I, i remember where i read this from but I remember somebody saying, you know, Jaws was a movie that made you scared to um, go into the water, mm-hmm. the ocean. And um, Halloween was a movie that made you scared to be alone on Halloween night, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday the 13th made you scared to go in the woods. Think You get where I'm going with this. Yeah. Paranormal activity broke all the rules because... Um, you know, it's one thing to be by yourself and be haunted within your house, but this felt like you're not even safe with like your spouse in the house. Like the whole family is being, you know, the whole couple, you know, every everyone in the house is being messed with. Right. And, um, you know, it doesn't mind being caught on camera, the incidents, you know what I mean? Like there's all mm-hmm. these things where it's just like, you haven't really seen this in a horror movie before. You've seen ghost stories in movies. You've seen hauntings in movies. But, you know, this is like the live footage type movie and everyone in the house is experiencing the, the, you know, the, the terror more or less. 
So it's like, it's not like you could just go home. Like if I'm scared of Jaws, I don't get in the ocean. If I'm scared of Jason, I don't go camping. But everybody goes to bed. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes to sleep and everybody sleeps in their home. Right. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a spouse or a significant other or, you know, um, you know, whatever. It's just like, okay, crap. Now I can't sleep. What? I'm just not supposed to sleep now because this is when all the bad things happen. <laughs> you probably can't hear it, but every now and then the toilet in the bathroom just next to us, the little bobber will get caught and it'll just automatically start going. And it just did it right now. And I damn near pissed my pants. Just now. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were talking movie. about the guy weeding out my window right now. Because <laughs> that's happening. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, But yeah, so like this movie, we saw it in 2009. And like in 2009, I didn't even have an iPhone yet at this point. So it was like nobody, we didn't have this, like even though there were cameras and everything there. I remember the guy in the movie was using one of those big, like hold it on your shoulder cameras, I think. And so like he might have even still been using VHS tapes to record on. So it was like there wasn't this prevalence of video cameras everywhere where you were inundated with like filters and Snapchats and Instagrams where like things can be faked so easily. So it's like, that's what really helped make this feel real. Even though you knew it wasn't real, it still felt real. It's wild to me how technology has kind of been able to almost debunk everything to some degree. You know, like if you think about like Home Alone, right? Home Alone is a movie that could not happen. This scenario could not happen in 2021. Right. With all the technology we have, with FaceTime, with home security cameras, with, you know, and that was was so great a few years ago. They did a Google Home commercial with Macaulay Culkin reenacting a lot of the home alone scenes where it's like you know oh wow this what a boring situation (laughs) that this can totally be avoided now right Right. um so you know that movie in itself is now kind of you know it's a classic it's one of my favorite movies of all time but what i'm saying is the the scenario around it is just kind of like oh you know that can't happen it's not stopping from remaking it though I know, right? Like, don't. Just stop. Um, <laughs> but, you know, my wife was showing me the day. Um, I, and I don't know if it was on TikTok or if it was Snapchat, whatever. I I don't have any of that. Um, she was showing me there was a filter, a paranormal filter, where you could, you know, you're, you could video, you know, your, your surroundings and, like, little glitches would kind of flash across yeah. the screen. And, and my and that's just kind of what, like that's just what life is now. You you could you could have a filter to make yourself look like a demon if you want to. You could yeah. have filters that make it look like your house is haunted. Um, this is so much like I feel like this was on the end of that era of I don't know I want to call it naivety or maybe innocence in a sense of like you know when we saw this movie it was like. Ooh. This feels very real. Like this right. feels very spooky, um, with the exception of something that happens at the end of the movie, um, which right. kind of did break the, the the ruin it for me a, a tad. Um, but you know now now you can do all the stuff with your phone, so it's not really okay. It's whatever. Um, yeah. The jump scares are still gonna get you. You know the subject matter is probably still gonna get you. It's still a spooky movie, but like when. Um, where Witch Project came out, I would have sworn up and down that was a real VHS tape that was found in the woods mm-hmm. and now being shown in a theater. 
and yeah. you did not have any research to look it up. I mean, there was even a fake website out there yeah. that, you know, but you didn't know that you could have a fake website, you know what right. I mean? Like it was, it was brilliant, but today's standard and times, it's just not going to hit the same. The movie will, the movie's still scary, but it's the culture around that movie in that time is what really kind of amplified the movie. And I Absolutely. feel like it, you know, Blair Witch, is it still a scary movie? Hell yeah, it's still scary. It scares the crap out of me every time I watch it. But it was even scarier back then because of the culture of that day, the time of that day, everything that surrounded the movie. So it's paranormal very much so felt that same way. Did you watch the new Blair Witch movie? I think it's just called Blair Witch. I can't remember. I think we tried. So I watched it. Um... And it's almost like they tried to redo the first movie because it was found footage. and But it was like, what would the Blair Witch Project be like if it was done today? And I'd say this movie is probably like four or five years old, maybe. And it like, <clears throat> it was weird because it did everything that I wished the first movie had done. Like, I wanted so bad to see the monster in the first movie, to like see the witch in the first movie. But... That's what made it so scary was that you didn't see anything. And then they show you it in the new movie. They show it to you. And it's like what what the movie can offer to you is probably never as scary as what you can imagine it's going to be or yeah, what it really sure. is. And so it's like when you actually finally see it, while it's still maybe kind of scary or jarring to see, it's it's nothing compared to what the first movie did. Yeah. Well, and I'll say this too. This movie, Blair Witch, Conjuring, The Exorcist even, there's the, these are a handful of movies that have truly terrified me. Right. But it's not so much terrified in the moment as what happens after the movie. It's what your mind does after the movie. It's, you know, and that's, that's where, you know, our story uh, of the night we saw it will come into play. But to me, it's like any movie, like, like I said, Jaws, while not technically a horror movie in the sense of today's standards, mm -hmm. a lot of people did not want to go to the lake or the ocean. <laughs> you know? right. People didn't want to get in the, the swimming pool, you know, and you know there's not going to be a shark in those areas. <laughs> um, because, yeah. And it's like, it's because that movie had an effect on you after the fact. It's, you know, the kids these days talking about, well, this had... Uh, this lived in my head rent free oh yeah <laughs> like, i hate that song. that's one of my least favorites or i'm like yeah because i'm charging rent for every other thought that lives in my head <laughs> we no. need to do another grumpy old men show because oh there's so many things like that that just drive me insane <laughs> the Same. word that gets me so much right now is sus i hate the word sus <laughs> if somebody says it in front of me I get so mad, and Heather does it because she knows it makes me mad. Oh my gosh! Well, you just know, say this, suspect, suspicious, suspicious, y'all. No, the, for, you know this. This episode's a little sus. I'll say that. Um, no. no, I think we're doing great. <laughs> no, we're doing great. Um, yeah. Anyway, off the old man tangents. Um, yeah, I mean the movie. The, the movie. The impact it has after you is, I think, is what just makes the movie even better. And that's a pretty cool experience. If they can get in your head and live there for a bit, even if it's just for the night after, it's pretty fun. Because um, you have to admit, there is something fun about being scared. That's why we get people who listen to the show. Like, 
and you know we gravitate towards the subject matter because it's fun um there is an adrenaline rush there is a thrill and i think a lot of it too is i think it wouldn't be fun if we also didn't have a sense of hope and light and a sense of like you know like think about the scariest night you've had one we're about to talk about how much comfort did you find when the sun finally came up the next day you know there's well, considering that sense of i watched it come up it was yeah, it's like I laid in bed until Mr. Sunshine came out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do have like, there is that sense of like, everything's going to be all right. This Things aren't actually that scary right now. But in that moment, they're pretty dang scary. And it's thrilling. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, there's only been like three movies in my lifetime that have made me stay up the entire night. And this is one of them. Well, which what are they? I think that'd be fun to talk about. Uh, the this one, The Ring, and The Conjuring. Yeah, for me it was the same: Conjuring, Paranormal Activity, um, and uh, Good Grief. I said The Exorcist, but there was one other movie. You know what? While Dang, you think about why it, why can I not remember things? <laughs> <laughs> while you think about it, um. I watched The Exorcist recently, and that's actually a movie that I didn't see when I was younger because I was so afraid of it, the the makeup and everything, and I knew yeah. it was just going to terrify me. And it is still a terrifying movie, but it is such a beautiful movie. It is so oh, well yes. shot. It's like, amazing. That, and it's something that I never was able to appreciate earlier on because I didn't watch it in earnest. But now, uh, now that I finally watched it as an adult, it's beautiful. It's a film, man. It is a film. Um, yeah, it, it is kind of a shame of the the horror segments that we can just take away from the the absolute, you know, astonishing <laughs> cinematography of that movie. But right, <laughs> you know, it's got it all. It really does. Um, but anyway, yeah, the, those movies have really like those are the scariest movies I've seen, and I think a lot has to do with just the experiences I have after the movie. You know that night or sometimes the second night or the third night you know however long it lasts right. it was pretty freaky yeah but um as far as paranormal activity goes before we get into our story because I, I gotta keep delaying it right um <laughs> what, I, what what else is there to be said whoop, what else is there to be said about this movie right like um we're not going to give a play-by-play -play. most of you have probably seen it i think it's pretty you know it's, it's an old movie now unfortunately mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean what else can we say about it i i think the things that it did the best were the scares that were so subtle like yes. um seeing the footprints in the baby powder or like the things that were like just tipping them off that something might be weird in the beginning like they see a chandelier moving or like stuff that was like really scary to see was like the long hours long of her like standing in the bed bedroom yes. next to the bed like that was creepy but like yeah. so many movies have done that S something very similar to that since then so it's kind of not that scary anymore but yeah. it's like it's but it's like the little subtle thing that you could actually see happening in your day-to-day -day right. life that might scare you I, I think what this movie did brilliantly was its build-up yes um and the sad thing is I mean, the, the buildup is always going to be better than the end result, right? Um, because the, it, there's so much, if the buildup is good, then now there's so much pressure on the end result to be better. And, you know, it's kind of like that saying, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Um, 
this movie, you know, and, and it kind of, it works within the story of the movie. So the, the demon in the house that's causing the terror, it, it's needing their negative energy to get stronger and stronger for the scares to make more of an impact. So it starts with little things and then it just builds and builds and builds. And, you know, the daytime segments of that movie, you know, were always a relief. Like, oh God, finally it's daytime. Um, but when it got nighttime, man, my I would just tense up every time it was <laughs> evening, every time that guy set up the camera. Yeah. Because I was like, it something scary is going to happen. And yep. I could never guess what that was. Um, so it was always a shock. But one of the scariest scenes in that movie to me is when she does go downstairs and it's daytime. And all the cabinets are open mm-hmm. and the drawers in the kitchen. And they all slam shut at the same time. I and mean, I'm like, okay, now we're just going to scare us when the lights are on and the sun's <laughs> out. Like to exactly. me, I was just like, I'm out. I'm you know, like I, I wanted to throw in the towel then. Yeah. Because I'm like, you're breaking the rule. Stop breaking the rule. Yeah. <laughs> That's know? what this movie did so well. It was like, it would, it would, it, yeah, just like what you said, it broke the rules because I was so scared of this movie that when we saw the sequel, the tension that I felt in the opening oh five gosh. seconds of that movie, even though the rest of the movie wasn't that great, I was just so amped up because I knew I was going to be scared because of what yeah. happened in the first movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, the second movie, I remember seeing it because I was just like, <laughs> I was excited for it. You know, even though the first one terrified me so much, I was so excited for the second movie. Um, and, and you kind of know the drill, like there's five of these things out, I think, and you know, the drill when it gets dark, it's going to get spooky. And so, you know, yeah, that, that, that tension just never leaves. Like the, the, I think, and I think that's why I like this franchise so much is because they've got a, they've got a formula and it just seems to work every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen all of them? I have. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually excited for the one that's coming out at the end of the month. Oh, wow. I didn't know there was one coming out. I think you can view it on Paramount Plus the 29th. Nice. Um, Yeah. I think I stopped watching at the one with like the girl who has like the portal in her bedroom. Yes. Um, I I mean, I like I like these movies. Yeah. You know, were they I mean, the further they went on, were they ever just like mind blowing and just no, but I'm like, I'm I I respect that there's a thread through all these movies that's what that's what really blows my mind yeah um i'm anxious to see what this new one's about um me too like how they how they update it for the 2020s i know that is interesting it has been a while since we've seen one yeah um but yeah i mean uh my only complaint with paranormal activity again i think it's kind of again the build-up, the ending wasn't quite what I wanted it to be. It was close. That end of the movie, there's a part of the camera catches her looking at him for a really long time. And like to me, I'm like, that is terrifying. It you know, like like that was scarier than when she looks at the camera. You know what I mean? Like, and that yeah. and people were sitting here thinking, like, that's gonna be scary. That's gonna be good. Have her look at the camera and give her the demon face. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, that kind of made it feel a little unrealistic. Not that yeah. she couldn't have a demon face, but it just, it looks CG, you know? So therefore that's where my mind goes of, oh, computer graphics. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, you know, but to me, like her just hovering over him, that's terrifying. 
him being yeah. thrown at the camera was pretty dang scary too. Yeah. So it could have it could have ended there for me. Absolutely. You know, she could have just like walked right out of the room after that happened. You that know? that distorted face is something that is so easily done. Yeah. In in After Effects <clears throat> or YouTube, you know, you see it a million times on YouTube, and it's like, even though that was sort of fresh at the time it still was like that was the first thing in the movie where it was like you knew your brain knew that that was cg everything yeah. else felt very felt real real. Yeah. real tape i mean a cold blank stare to the camera would have mm-hmm. been so much better there is a, like like give me a reason to think that this like that there is like no slide of hand going on here like right. that this is a completely normal couple where everything just went wrong right and like and don't give like take take away the right for me to think that she is demon possessed or you right. know that or that anything i just like i don't know like the more mystery the better is what i'm trying to say there's a there's a short film out right now called the man on the bus and um i haven't actually seen it yet i've been trying to find it but i've been seeing clips of it on tiktok And it's basically this lady, she's on a bus or a train or something um, and um, like a subway train. And she is like in the middle seat of like the left row. So like if she leans over, she can kind of see down the aisle and she leans over and she sees that there's nobody else on this train except for one man, like several rows down. You can just kind of barely see him if she peeks out and she peeks out and she looks at him and he's staring dead at her. And like just the way that the atmosphere is lit, you can kind of only barely make out his face. You know how kind of like if you stared at your face in the mirror in the dark, it kind of starts to shapeshift a little bit. That's kind of that's kind of what the atmosphere is doing to this guy. So like you're barely seeing his face, but he's just sitting in the chair and you see him staring at her. And then he just kind of does this real subtle like lunge at her like this. And it's just it's not a jump scare. It's just like just enough to make you situationally uncomfortable that it, yeah. it's just like watching that. I got a pit in my stomach and like she 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 snaps back and then she looks down the aisle again and he's a little bit closer and he does the little lunge thing again and then she snaps back and then he just kind of gets closer and closer every time she looks over and comes back. And it was just like that is so minimal and so subtle, but it's probably the scariest thing I've seen in several years as far as a movie is concerned. Yeah, I love I mean, to me, I think that's that's what really like that is that type of stuff that feels like just a little more like unexplainable and yeah. just uncomfortable that yeah. really can make it scary. Because I mean, yeah. you know, for us who watch horror movies, I mean, we've seen them all, you know, mm-hmm. we've seen so many. So if you can kind of change why something's scary, I think it could have like a really great impact, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, but you know, the subject matter in this movie, I think it's terrifying itself. It's not just the way it was filmed. It's not just the way for me, I've always like been more terrified of anything demonic or haunting, you know, things that feel closer to like a threat to like, you know, my, my spiritual beliefs, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to where it's like, you know, like I, I'm sure there's a lot of people I know in my, in my life who are like, Oh, I can't believe you watched that movie. <laughs> you know, like, and, and to me, I'm like, well, it's a movie, you know, just, understand it's a it's a it's entertaining it's a movie you know right. i mean i'm not going to tell you 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 should watch it or you're dumb for not watching it but 
um, it's because it's that close, you know, it, it, it's a direct opposite of, you know, the, the, the upbringing and the beliefs, you know what I mean? Of like, well, it's demonic. We don't like the devil. It's like, yeah, I get that. You know, I, it's like, but it's, a you know, that's what makes this movie scarier for me versus, mm-hmm. you know, you know, a, a, a Friday the 13th movie, right? for example. Yeah. But the subject matter for this movie was is terrifying. And, you know, the, the scene with the, the Ouija board and all of that, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just, don't bring out the Ouija board. What are you doing? <laughs> well, does like, this movie go into any of like the super like demonic stuff that like the later ones go into? Like, does it even have, because I know the other ones build upon the story of the first one, but do you think this yeah. one kind of like Halloween, like did it even have the story in this one? It may a little bit. So there's a scene where, um, you know, they go up into the attic and they find a photograph that was burnt of the girl when she was little, mm-hmm. of the woman when she was little. And that photograph was burned in the house fire that she experienced as a kid. So there, there is a backstory that's slowly being introduced. You hear talkings of like, yeah, when she was a kid, she had a really bad experience, you know, mm-hmm. and people were saying it, it was probably a demonic experience. And she, so she had experiences as a kid, but as she gotten older, she had gotten older, you know, the, these things have kind of just like receded to the back of her mind. Right. And now that they're occurring again, um, you know, obviously there's things coming back to you know coming back to haunt her and so she she is you weren't all in the later movies um this is a bloodline issue this is something that has been going on within the family and like you know because they don't do these movies in chronological order they do them Mm -hmm. you know there's flashbacks there's you know future there's there's all these things that are kind of going on that are really interesting but I, you know, it's, it's a good little series. I think if you're just invested in the story, you don't have to care about the jump scares, but the story I think is pretty good. Yeah. I loved the one that kind of went back to the eighties. I do too. I think that was the third one. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Ooh, that's fun. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, I like this movie. I think it's a fantastic movie. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I mean, if, if we're going to rate it, which we should, I, I was leaving that open for the the little home alone. Little which, here's here's a little funny thing. <laughs> when we started the show, we were like, "Oh man, it'd be fun to include all these sound clips and you know commercials and things like that." And you know, we've we've kind of kept to that tradition. Um, and you know, the uh, the ice cream like the rating one. Uh, I thought it would be funny. Like, well, we'll rate it. You know, this is a one, two, or three scoop movie. And the the clip we pull out at the time, I'm like. There's this part in Home Alone where he talks about scoops of ice cream. You need to put that. And like, it's not a horror movie. Like, it's so out of place. And yet we still, (laughs) I just can't get rid of it. (laughs) I've never even thought of that. Um, Yeah, it's hilarious. That's funny. (laughs) It's one of those dumb things where at the time we're like, this would be cool. And then, you know, kind of like. Um, our 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 sign out to the show that you're gonna get it, bitch. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm glad that we've kept that those, it, those it, at least those things in. I know, like, do I love it now? No, but at the same time, I'm like, it's still kind of funny because I think it's only funny. It's funny if you know what the movie, uh-huh. what that's from, which is Friday yeah. the Thirteenth. It's from 
from a classic horror movie. So yeah, it's not that I'm like just calling every uh, every listener a bitch, <laughs> or I'm or I'm wanting it to refer to. It. It's just it's part of the movie. It's hilarious. If you don't yeah. come back, you know you're gonna get it. You're gonna you're gonna get in trouble. I'm not. I hope I hope that isn't misconstrued as a being crass and calling our listeners names, but then also threatening them. <laughs> so, again, things you just don't think about when you're just like, oh, this would be funny. Because when we saw that movie together, we laughed our butts off because that yeah. character was hilarious. <laughs> and, yeah. and of course, he's the one who gets it. You know, Jason finds him in the porta potty and takes care of him. Yeah. <laughs> my goodness what a way to go <laughs> this show has always been a hot mess i hope everybody realizes that um <laughs> but anyway we'll rate this movie uh kevin McAllister, take it away two scoops sir two make it three i'm not driving all right mike i'm gonna give... um what you, are you, you rate it first you, oh okay you, know, you rate it first okay um gosh i'm gonna give it a three um, because while is it classic while, to you? Uh, okay, there's no doubt that it has a definite place in pop culture. Mm-hmm. What I'm, what I'm, I feel like it's kind of become a meme or a joke. Not necessarily a joke, as in like it's bad, but, but like what hasn't in 2021? The internet right. loves to take everything and make it a meme. It's I I oversaturated may be the right word because it's just there's been so many sequels and that's a testament to its popularity and how good it is True. and engaging. Yep. But at the same time, um, you know, it, it I think if it had just been that one movie one and done, it might hold on to that cachet a little bit more. Um, but what I'm basing my rating off of is just how is the effect that it had on me after the first viewing and how amped up I was going into the second viewing, yeah, uh, of the of the the second part, this the sequel, because it had still it still had such an effect on me from the first viewing. Yeah, I I I, I agree. I mean, to me, I give it a three scoop, and I think too, like I'll never forget. And this is this is one of my favorite memories of growing up. I'll, I'll I remember my dad and my uncle used to get together like you and I, they'd watch scary movies on Friday nights. Um, part of that was they would go hunting on Saturday, hunting or fishing. They, they're, you know, they were country boys growing up. And, um, but dad would, dad and my uncle would go hunting or fishing Saturday mornings um, in the summer and fall. And, you know, at the time, my uncle didn't have any kids. He has two girls now. Of course, they were my cousins. We grew up pretty close in age. But um, it, my dad was the only one who had a, had a kid. It was me and my sister. And so um, they were still young. You know, I think about that and I'm like, I've always just thought my dad was old. But when yeah. I think about that time, my dad wasn't even 30 yet. He was still in yeah. his 20s. So yeah, hunting on the weekend, fishing, let's go, right? And yeah. so my uncle, because he was married to my dad's sister who was younger, you know, he's in his early to mid 20s. So perfect they're gonna hang out and he doesn't have anything to do right um remember being in your early 20s and being bored um so <laughs> yeah fr- friday nights you know they would rent some videos and they were always horror movies and they were oh man they would just rent all sorts of horror movies and i just remember they would watch those 
And so I, I knew my dad had a thing for horror. Plus, he always read Stephen King books. He always had, and this is what I love about my dad, because he and I are a lot alike. But, you know, my dad, um, a church man, right? Um, deacon in the church, serves, serves the church, um, taught Sunday school, still teaches Sunday school to this day, um, reads his Bible every day. Uh, also reads a good amount of Stephen King. <laughs> like, I love that he never fell into that kind of the religious, like, this is a sin, that's a sin, that's a sin, can't do that, can't read this. Yeah. We only watch GodTube, that's it, you know. <laughs> because, I mean, that's why I, in the way I am, like, I, I, I love, you know, I love going to church and reading my Bible as well, but, like, I read scary books and watch horror movies like i because i don't know why i don't know why and i don't know why they can't coexist either <laughs> right but um i love that it's like you know my dad had this conversation with me when i got a little older and he was like um he was like you know if you're gonna start watching scary movies these are the movies i feel like you need to start off with mm-hmm. and he named a couple and, I, and you know he was like you know you gotta see friday the 13th you got to see, um, I think it was uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And you got to see The Exorcist. And I was like, and he's like, those are the ones you need to start out with, you know, to kind of see, you know, what you can handle. And I think about that. And I love that my dad was giving me advice of what horror movies I should check out. Because that seems weird, right? Like your parents just like, here's something that should scare the crap out of you. You should check them out. You know, like, you know, like read this good book, you know, no, watch this terrifying movie. Um, But I remember because he was telling me that because I was having a sleepover and I was like, we want to rent some scary movies. It's like, oh, I got you. I got you. Here's here's what you should rent. And so we did. And, you know, and of course it was it was terrifying. But like I think of myself having that conversation with Lydia one day or any other kid we might have or might not. You know, we'll see. That's not about how many kids we're going to have. I have one kid right now. So, like, Lydia coming to me when she's like, hey, I'm going to have a sleepover. We want to watch some scary movies. This is one I might throw at her. I might yeah. be like, you should watch Paranormal Activity. You want a good ghost story? You want to get scared with your friends? I think you should watch this movie. It's going to be yeah. a good time. Because it's Cause not I think bloody. it's a good time movie. Yeah. There's, there's no blood and there's no, you know, nudity or anything like that. So, like, while it's scary you don't have to necessarily worry about any of that other stuff. Well, my dad was like, here, you should, you know, there's some nudity ambulance in these movies. Go for it. <laughs> it was a different time back then. <laughs> it was, it was. <laughs> Jaws yeah. was PG. Yeah, I know. Right. Um, did more damage than any PG movie ever did. <laughs> Except maybe my girl, that movie really ruined me. Um, <laughs> I've never seen that movie. Don't, it's a, t- it, ruined me as i know what happens I yeah just, it's I've it was sad it. man i i was devastated um <laughs> but anyway yeah it's a three scooper it's one i would recommend to my daughter when she wants to have a scary movie night with her friends later in life um totally totally recommend it <laughs> yeah has right. has quick, quick has lydia seen anything super scary that you've watched at all by accident or no she hasn't had those moments of like because you know we've all had those where your mom and dad are watching it or you know the tommy not like we've told these stories in the past where you know our our first horror movie interactions were actually walking downstairs or into the living room when our parents were watching something and of course you know immediately ruined i'll never forget 
walking in on my parents watching it and the scene where the blood is coming out from the sink i was like yeah. what yeah. <laughs> i mean just i i never forgot about that ever yeah. mine was walking in and they were watching uh nightmare on elm street and it was the scene where he was walking down the aisle or the the alley and he's got the arms like outstretched oh, and so like that good. was just like <laughs> the worst visual for me Oh my um, gosh, I know. There's so many but, iconic movie moments that I've seen clips of before I ever saw the movie where I'm just like, yeah, wow. <laughs> absolutely. And they were all, they always seem to be like the worst parts too. Yeah. Um, Colt, <laughs> has, Colt has watched me watching the newer It before and um, I didn't realize it at the time, but it actually really scared him. Because um, I don't, think of the movie it the new one as a scary movie um because it's just so stylized it's not it super scary stylized. to me <laughs> whereas whereas the 90s version i mean he just looks like a normal clown you'd see at the circus right and so like that's what made him super scary to me back then but like colt uh <laughs> i can remember last halloween we were trick-or-treating and somebody had tied a red balloon to the sewers or to the um storm drain on our street oh nice and touch. he would not go near that drain he oh was so scared of it i mean did he see the scene where the kid goes down the drain he, he didn't see the full scene but he knew enough to know that that red balloon meant the clown was oh, down right. there wow. um and he definitely seen like because like the the image that the um movie uses like on itunes is of him down in the sewer drain looking up and so like he knew enough to put the pieces together that a red balloon means the clown and that sewer probably means he's down there yeah oh my gosh dude that's yeah <laughs> poor kid <laughs> yeah fortunately and you know, that's kind of a testament to like you know i just don't watch enough horror movies like i used to to where lydia really hasn't had a moment to just like walk in on some of course she's four too she doesn't really I mean, she walks. <laughs> like, she's, she's not really walking yet. But I mean, like, she she doesn't, like, wake up in the middle of the night and come down the stairs or anything, like, you know. So, I mean, and we would not be watching a horror movie in the daytime anyway. For one, it's not scary to watch them during the day. But, you know. I will say the thing that I probably, I don't regret it, but I've been a little too lax on is letting them into my office. Because I've got so much horror stuff hanging up. Like, I've got the scream masks and the masks from Halloween three in here. And Colt gets terrified when he walks oh, past yeah. my office door at night. Um, Cause he was like, I don't like the witch one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I've, I've actually toned the horror decor in my office down. I mean, in the moment I don't have an office. I'm still yeah. needing to build it, but um, uh, I haven't, you know, when Lydia was born, I mean, that's just, it's crazy. I, I got, <laughs> I really like having a kid is like really matured me, cleaned up my act. Like I don't listen to music that has a lot of swearing in it anymore. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't really have horror movie posters on the wall anymore. Like I've really just been like, that wasn't a part of my childhood. I don't want it to be part of your childhood. You know, it's not that I don't want you to experience a scary movie because my daughter's obsessed with Halloween. Yeah. But I mean, it is in the cutest form possible. Like she yeah. loves a cute little ghost or, you know, she was carrying around a stuffed ghost all day yesterday. Yeah. Now, my niece, who's a year younger than her, would be terrified of that ghost <laughs> because her parents along the line told her you should be scared of ghosts. 
But yeah. Lydia is not scared of ghosts because her idea of a ghost is a is a stuffed animal or right. um, a sheet over Charlie Brown's head. You know, yeah. same thing with like witches and pumpkins. You know, they all smile and they just you know they're cute and they ride brooms or they have fun. She's going to eventually get older and like see a scarier ghost or a scarier witch, and she's probably going to be okay with it because she wasn't scared out of her mind as a kid. Right. Um, but you know we keep everything cute and fun. The one thing I will say that blows my mind is she loves Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. All forms of Scooby-Doo. So the good old fun-loving, we're going to see the same background scene the entire time they're <laughs> running from the 60s and 70s Scooby-Doo, she adores it. But uh-huh. She will watch the newer ones that are like darker and scarier. And uh-huh. I'm like, how are you not waking up every night you know, screaming your head off because I did when I watched real Ghostbusters as a kid. Yeah. I mean, that terrified me. But for her, she had she had a really bad dream a couple of nights ago, but she also got sick that night. And I think mm-hmm. what I know is from experience, I always have wild dreams on the night I'm sick. Yeah. You know, like, I think that's kind of common. I think that's kind of yeah. what happened. And she was talking about some sort of clown. I'm like, you don't watch anything with a clown in it. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Ugh, but that's scary. <laughs> you know, she doesn't she doesn't get scared of scooby-doo which i'm just like i don't know how this is happening like yeah. you, you you are a tough kid <laughs> we took coda to spirit halloween one day um not too long ago and he was really intrigued by a lot of the animatronics there um but he was kind of like leery of them he didn't want to go over near them but he didn't act like he was scared but going to bed that night was the hardest I've ever had to like put him down for bed because he kept like, he would lay down he'd act like he's going to sleep and then he'd wake up and he goes, don't get me, don't get me, don't get me. And he'd be like, ah, like cover his ears. And I'm like, are you having like flashbacks to spirit Halloween or something? And um, that was also the day that he almost got mauled by the gorilla at the zoo. So I don't know if it was spirit. It may have been the gorilla. He was That video you posted was terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. My, my colon puckered when that thing lunged at him but um, oh yeah me too man <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of wild but thankfully so far i've got a pretty tough kid she's pretty brave and we haven't terrified her too much but again <laughs> that's something i'm conscious of i don't know if 28 year cole 28 year old cole would have been conscious conscious about you know what i mean well, like <laughs> do you remember what my little house used to look like? I used to have horror movie posters everywhere. Yes. I had like little horror statues everywhere. And I always think back like the very first time Heather came to visit me um, at my house because we were long distance for a long time. And the very first time she got there before me and I had left the key for her under the mat. So she had to stay at my house for like two or three hours before I got home from work. And I think back to that now I was like, she how did she not think I was a serial killer with all of like the horror stuff that I had everywhere? She must have like, I think, I think she knew I was into horror, but walking into my house for the first time of a guy you've probably met like just a handful of times. And this is your first time staying with them for a weekend. And it's just like, Oh my God. (laughs) It's like, what was I thinking? I mean, it's amazing that she, she rode out with you in the long haul. Like, you know, know. good for her. (laughs) Oh, I know. It's so funny. Um, Well, should we talk about the Brandon story? Let's get into it. I guess so. There's not much. Yeah. All right. So we're going to set this up a bit. Um, 
I remember, so we were living across the street from each other and the neighborhood that we lived in, at least Brandon and I, Brandon and I shared a house together and it was a shack. Let me tell you, it was a two bedroom shack. The surrounding area was an industrial complex. There's Mm -hmm. auto body shops. There's um, just storage units. I mean, there were a literal steel mill steel mill steel mill yes right across i mean yeah the front view of my house like you go out and have coffee on the porch and you're looking at it you know (laughs) yeah and down the street is a shell gas station and a dispatch so sirens all the time Mm -hmm. all the time you get used to it i mean and the train tracks on the exact opposite side i know man it was but you know ran and i we paid 200 bucks a month each yeah to live in in the shack um, so not bad, but you mm-hmm. get what you pay for. Um, and there were two other houses next to us, but I mean, I, these are, I think one neighbor had been there like for like decades and they're like, I'm not moving. There's where I live. Yeah. Built up around me. I'm not, you know, and Brandon and I are like, we're just out of college. We can't afford anything. This is what we got. Um, the other house, nobody lived in it. It was abandoned. So it was already mm-hmm. kind of spooky. Um, but anyway, that's where we lived. That neighborhood was terrifying. You, if you pulled out of that neighborhood, um, and when I say neighborhood, assume I'm using air quotes because I am. Um, the Shell gas station is on, you know, one, one of the first things you see. And right out of there, you're on a main road that does lead mm-hmm. to kind of some neighborhoods. And that is where you lived. So yep. essentially, you walk down our sidewalk cross the street and there's mike's house right on the corner of one of the busiest roads (laughs) in edmond in fact there was a school right across the street from you (laughs) like i mean it it was just like this is like i don't know what we were thinking but this is where we live (laughs) always busy yeah because we always say we always say we lived across the street from each other and technically we lived across a street from each other but we weren't technically in the same neighborhoods it was it was across a city street yes like i could i could see your house from mine but um yeah um but yeah i had just moved into that house in 2009 um because i had i had just started working at my big boy job and i finally had enough money to move out of my parents house and so i decided to move in to a house that was like right across the street from you guys. Cause I wanted to hang out with you guys. Cause we'd, we'd hung out a few times prior to that. You guys gave me a really nice birthday party. We did. Um, and we it was you. <laughs> the best day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and that's what kind of started like the little popovers, like every now and then, um, you guys would like come over to my house or I'd go over to your house and we'd watch horror movies or, go get tacos or something like that. I yeah, remember one time Brandon so much Mexican food. <laughs> brought me random tacos one time. And uh, I, he, he always suspected that I didn't like them and I kind of didn't, but <laughs> <laughs> that's why I kept giving them to you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that it was my first, I was always kind of just a little bit scared just because it was my first time to ever live on my own. So like, that coupled with what happened to the night we saw Paranormal Activity just made it all the more fun for me. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'll, I'll say this too. I Kind of the same way. Um, I had lived on my own for several years at that point, but like 
usually had a roommate, you know, and like, even though I had a roommate with Brandon, he was usually out at night. I mean, if it was the weekend, he was not coming home till, you know, three or four in the morning. Um, so I would go to bed, you know, around one midnight, one, whatever, um, after you and I would watch horror movies and it's, it's just dark and like living in that industrial park, there's no lights out there. I mean, it's just, you feel secluded, but you also uh, are constantly accompanied by the dispatch sirens. So, um, you know, I mean, you're kind of on edge sometimes, but like you get used to it, but, um, I would almost always had to sleep you know go to bed without anyone in the house and that was always terrifying i always i actually always look forward to the weekdays when brandon because brandon was still he was finishing his senior year at the school we went to my first year of living on my uh, living with him so i i forget that sometimes that you and i graduated the semester before the rest of our friends yeah yeah we were a little bit earlier um which you know our graduation in the winter always kind of sucked but it seemed like everyone cared more about the spring spring yeah. chickens graduating. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I always look forward to the weeknights when he, you know, was home because, you know, it's like he couldn't stay out late because he had to go to class the next day. Um, but anyway, so I always went home one weekend of the month because it was only a three hour drive. And I would always go home, see my parents and do my laundry, things like that. Um so I remember I was in my at my parents' house that weekend. We saw Paranormal Activity. We had plans to go see it that Sunday. And so I'm driving home on Sunday. And this is opening weekend. It's September. We're getting in the spooky season. You know, like it's it's a fun time. And I'll never forget, um, Taco Bell had the black shell tacos. Do you remember those? Ooh, yeah, I never had them, but I, I loved them. them. I was obsessed with them. And I remember I went through the drive through like as soon as I got back into Edmond, I hit up Taco Bell and I had to meet you guys at the theater because I was just like, I'm running behind. I got to meet you there because I'm getting tacos. And so I remember that. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I remember the tacos. That was so funny. I ate like four of them in the car. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I felt so sick during that movie yeah. because yeah. it was like the handheld camera film. Uh-huh. And like I've got a gut full of Taco Bell and the camera <laughs> shake. I'm just like, I'm going to throw up during this movie. Like, And I felt so sick the whole movie because of that. <laughs> That's hilarious. And it was already dark when we were going to the movie, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was like, nighttime. It was later. It was September, so it was it was it was a later flip too. So it was already getting dark early. Um, so yeah, we see it at night, and you know that movie. I mean, it, it was scary. I walked out of that movie thinking like, "Oh my goodness, I'm not gonna yeah. sleep tonight." And I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I just I remember on the way home, it was like I was jealous of you guys because you had each other <laughs> to yeah. kind of keep each other safe. I had to go back to a house all by myself. <laughs> I know. Well, but that also kind of tell, tells, you know, why this movie was so scary is like, you know, um, didn't matter if you had a roommate or a, a, a yeah. spouse or a significant other because you're, you could get terrified, you know, it's not, yeah, you know, it goes after everybody. So, um, yeah, I remember driving by myself on the way home. You had rode with Brandon because I had to meet you all. Yeah. And um, so he takes you back to your house and I get to the house, our house, and um, something's not right. There's something wrong mm-hmm. going on. Um, our little neighborhood is like being patrolled. Mm-hmm. You got police cars everywhere. You've got uh, officers walking up and down the street. 
And I'm thinking like, oh, great. I thought I wasn't going to sleep tonight because of a scary movie, but it looks like I'm not going to sleep tonight because <laughs> something's going on. And it yeah. felt and looked pretty serious. And my mind's racing. I'm thinking like, what is actually going on? Because there's not a car accident, you know, um, maybe there's a robbery. Maybe something's going down. But anyway, things start to kind of like they start to go off. You know, you, you realize they're done with this area, didn't quite get what they were looking for, and they move on. And that's when we're able to get out of the car. Of course, I think I think we may have texted you or said, hey, there's something going on in the neighborhood. You you know, I don't, I don't remember how, if we communicated with you in that moment. It was the next day because Brandon had asked me, hey, you know, are, I can't remember if he asked me if I was okay or he was like, did last night just feel weird to you after you got home? Or like, did anything weird happen when you got home? Something did weird happen to me, but it was completely independent of what you guys were experiencing on the other side of the street. Well, so when we got home, like I said, neighborhood's all of a buzz. And um, when we finally get out of the car, because we didn't get out of the car, we kind of stayed there. They were like, you know, stay put. And they leave the scene and we notice like our shed is open and our shed was like locked shut. We, we stored like, you know, old furniture and crap in it, but we never had it open. So like, like, wait, why is the shed open? You know, like who's, who's been in the shed? What's in the shed? You know? So we had to go investigate that, which was creepy. Yeah. And because did you have lights and flashlights at least, or no. did you go out there and pitch black? Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like we didn't have iPhones. We didn't have like, I mean, and there were no lights on in the in the neighborhood because it wasn't a neighborhood. You didn't have to have the yeah. lights, you know. I mean, it was just dark and terrifying. And, you know, there wasn't anything in the shed, but, like, why is it open? My guess is right. the cops got into it and were looking. I remember Brandon telling me that he, uh, like, you guys got home. That was kind of scary. But he, Brandon was kind of a night owl. Like, he would make trips down to that gas station to get like a midnight snack every now and then. And I yes. remember I remember him telling me that he walked from your house to the gas station, got a two liter of Dr. Pepper and a bag of pretzels and that was back. a snack, man. <laughs> that was, Yeah. And he said that he had done that hundreds of times, but yeah. there was something about that night more so than just seeing the movie that he was like, I'd never walked so fast in my life to get back home because he was like, just something felt off and something felt very scary about that yeah. night. I remember him coming back. Cause I was like, I'm alone in the house yeah. by myself right now. <laughs> there were cops outside patrolling the area. I don't know what's going on. Why would you leave me? But he was like, you know, do you want to go to the gas station? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> and then, but yeah. when he left, I was like, I wish I would have went. I wish I would have went. <laughs> yeah. And like across the street, um, I, I, so what happened with me when I got home was something interesting about my house was it had some substructure foundational, um, imperfections, which caused the house to lean towards the center of the house. So it was kind of like if you took a Twinkie and kind of like bent it inward in the center, that was my house. Yeah. And uh, but I was so new to this house that I hadn't like quite figured out all the little intricacies of all the little personalities of the house. So I go uh, in my bedroom, there's a bathroom um, in the dead center of the house. And um, I go, you know, wash my face, brush my teeth before bed and everything. And I close the door, but I guess I don't latch it 
all the way and I go lay down in bed and there's just enough of a incline in my house that it catches the gra- the gravity catches the door and the door goes and just opens all by itself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Scared me to death. <laughs> I was like of all nights for that to happen. Oh, I know. It had to happen after seeing this movie. Yeah, I mean I remember laying in bed that night and I've got a gut full of tacos that still have not settled after watching <laughs> that movie. But like again, it is so quiet out there. And for some reason, even though, you know, there was something going on with the police, I'm not hearing any more sirens. Yeah. It is so dark and the old heater in the house was just super clanky that night and like yeah. I could just hear every creak and you know, usually that's Brandon walking around, but like Brandon is like frozen in his bed. He's like, I, you know, he was scared. He was actually yeah. scared of that movie. I think he was also shook up again because of his, well, uh, uneasy trip to the gas station and the, yeah. the patrolling going on. But yeah. I just remember laying awake the entire night, the entire yeah. night staring at the ceiling. Every little noise and creak and everything was just like amplified. Yep. Did and you have a TV in your room or anything to like? I did have a TV, but I was too scared to turn it on. Right. You know what I mean? Like I could yeah. not. Like I. Could, I was. Just, I. I never felt so frozen in my life. Yeah. Um. Because I'm like, I know there's something going on outside. Mm-hmm. Why is the shed open? Why was there patrolling in the right in the neighborhood? Who are they looking for? What are they looking for? Yeah. Um. Because they were very serious, and they were like, "Do not get out of the car right now." What? Man. <laughs> You know, like, don't tell me that. Like, yeah, <laughs> I sleep here, you know, yeah. let me go into my crap house here. Yeah. Um, and I, that was pretty much the extent of the night. It was just miserable. Mm-hmm. And again, the tacos, right? Um, <laughs> so I'm letting you guys down a little bit. Nothing paranormal happened. We're just on edge that night. However, the next day we do find out that there was something sinister that had happened. Um, so Mike, tell us what happened yeah so in the town of edmund there was a beloved homeless man his name was uh bicycle bob that's kind of what he went by and he was murdered literally streets away from where you guys live where we live and brutally murdered in a very like theatrical way and so that's what the cops were looking for they were looking for the suspects they were looking for murder weapons um because uh he was just found in an alley and um this guy is when i say beloved it's 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 interesting to say that because you think of i always thought you know if he was so beloved why was he homeless why why wasn't somebody taking it but really the community did rally around him after he was murdered and kind of held vigils for him and everything like that um, because he was such a part of our town. He was like really the only homeless man you ever saw in our little community. And, um, he lived in this little green belt behind the recycling station, which is near our houses. Yeah. And, um, he had this little like camp down there. And apparently from the story that I remember, um, I've got a little excerpt that I'll read here in just a minute, but what I remember, it was, it was a, it was a younger guy who killed him, stabbed him hundreds of times, uh, beat him with a hammer, and then cut off his finger and gave it to his girlfriend as like a 
love offering almost. My God, I didn't even know that. I just knew yeah. that Bicycle Bob was no more. Right. So, um, and to be fair, I ne- I did not. I was new to Edmond. I mean, I had lived on mm-hmm. the college campus, did college stuff. This is yeah. I lived in the house of Brandon at this point for like maybe six months. I never saw this guy, never knew of him. Mm-hmm. So I had no so, idea what, what what's going on. I'd lived I've lived in Edmond my entire life. I yeah, still do. I didn't. That's your place. I didn't. Right. I didn't personally know Bicycle Bob, but I'd always seen him ever since I was a kid. He did. He rode around on a bicycle all the time. Um, I didn't really know his backstory or anything. Um, my mom had had some encounters with him. He was not malicious in any way. I think he may have just fell on hard times and just never was able to kind of pick himself back up. Um, he may have had some kind of mental instability, but I, I really don't know. The only like scary encounter that my mom ever had with him was she was at a red light and he was like cutting through the traffic, like walking his bike through the traffic. And for some reason he just like slaps the window of my mom's car. And so like that, that was jarring to her, but she didn't really think a whole lot about it. Yeah. Um, um, but it was so shocking as a community to hear that there was a murder like this, but that it was somebody that we really all knew because he was such a staple of our community in such a way. Um, and just the graphic nature of it. And so like, I found an article before we started recording that kind of detailed a little bit better what happened. Cause this happened back in 2009. So that was a long time ago. Um, a lot's happened in the case since then. They've obviously found the guy and, you know, he's been brought to justice and everything, but I'll read you a quick expert excerpt that will really kind of let you know what happened that night. So they were, they got this story from somebody else who was involved there. I think there was like three or four people involved altogether. So it says that evening, um, a man was hanging out with a group of friends, including, Uh, four people that I won't mention names. They said the man in question asked um, one of the other men to drive him to his old apartment, which was about a block away from the crime scene to pick up some personal items. When they returned an hour later, the man in question appeared to be really happy. There was some specks of blood on his face, um, but he was really excited to tell me that he had just killed a homeless guy with a hammer and a knife. He had gone to Walmart and bought a buck knife. He actually told me it had broken because he stabbed him in the skull and the tip broke off. My goodness. Um, he said that the man in question showed him the plastic glove that contained the man's finger. Ugh. And later that night, the man in question returned to the crime scene with the man telling the story um, who he believed helped the man in question get rid of the murder weapon. Um, while he admitted to seeing uh bicycle bob's remains and the knife he denied knowing what happened to it while obtaining the walmart security footage investigators were able to prove that the man in question had purchased the buck knife and um he later confessed to buying the weapon but he still continued to deny that he killed bicycle bob um they said that he seemed very much like a sociopath um he stated that he, he and the girl that he gave the finger to um, as like a love token had been a part of this like murder cult or murder club, I guess with a few other people. And they wanted to go around Edmund and kill 50 people um, in the same way. Oh my gosh. And so when he was through reading this story, what it sounds like is he gave this girl the finger 
not when they were dating. It sounds like she was already with another guy and he was like trying to give it to her to win her back essentially because the guy that essentially told on him is the now husband of the of the girl in question. Wow. And I think she might have gotten some charges against her too because she, like accessory after the fact or something because she knew about the finger or something. But um, I, I haven't d- dove too far into like what all happened. I know that people were caught and people were tried and everything like that, but I don't know the exact conclusion. Uh, uh, it was just such a crazy thing that happened. And, and the fact that they were such young perpetrators too like they were fresh out of high school i believe um like early college um old enough to live on their own but still young i mean probably not much older than us or younger than us at the time yeah. and that is absolutely terrifying <laughs> i didn't even, yeah <laughs> i didn't even know the violent nature of the crime i just knew that he was he was murdered yeah. and it was by they someone said, who was you know basically a kid who did it yeah, they said that they found a broken and bloodied hammer near the crime scene, but they couldn't find the knife, but that they did find that it had broken off in his skull, but he had hundreds of puncture wounds. So like they, he was brutally murdered. Good agree. Well, definitely need an ex- exclaimer at the beginning of this story. <laughs> it, it's it's wild because, you know, we, we watch these movies where people get, you know, killed and, and all sorts of things, but like, I know it's fake. Like, I know it's a movie. Like, I know, and it's not like I'm, like, getting giddy over it. But, I mean, like, when you hear, like, it happened to somebody in real life, it just, it's no longer, I'm like, it's devastating. It's just like, wow, this is horrible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that happened the same night we watched Paranormal Activity. And that's why um, the, the officers were patrolling the neighborhood. That's why things felt weird. Things, I mean, it, it was just, it was a creepy night. And I know the movie had a big role in that. You know, it's mm-hmm. what happens when you leave the movie. But what are the odds that something crazy does happen that same night, whether you know about it or not? Yeah. I mean, and let alone it within steps of where we were sleeping that night. Well, it's also, it's made me really question like just human nature of like, you know how like dogs can kind of sense that it's like about to storm yeah. or like, something bad about it. like what if we as humans can kind of sense when something terrible is happening to one of our own like because sure. i remember it just felt off that night something felt weird and brandon said the same thing you said the same thing it's like i wonder like if we could just kind of sense that yeah because it was happening a bit. yeah right as right as all that was going on it, yeah it was happening that's which is insane to think about <laughs> yeah he was probably alive when we left for the movie and had been killed by the time we came back. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, that's, you know, hence everybody walking the neighborhood trying to figure out what yeah. the heck's going on. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely crazy. So, yep, that, my friends, is the Brandon story. <laughs> the Brandon story. <laughs> um, and we, you know, it's funny we call it the Brandon story. Uh, I think some somebody had to coin that, but um, that's it. Yeah, we saw Paranormal Activity at night. We had an unusual night of just being scared, you know, Uh as you are after watching a spooky movie that kind of resonates with you but you know you don't it's not every night you come home from the theater and the cops are in your neighborhood and your shed door is open and you you know they tell you to stay in the car because they're looking for someone and yeah and then something actually does happen that night you know (laughs) we weren't a part of it we didn't know what was going on but like absolutely crazy to find out the next day like oh yeah good reason to not have come home that night (laughs) 
she'll she'll stay at mom and dad's house <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my gosh all right well friends thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed episode 100 mike thank you for being the best co-host a guy could ever have. and Aww. you you do you you are the show i mean you edit the show, you put everything together, you do the uploading. I mean, this show would absolutely not be possible without you. So, um, you know, thank you for all you do. You know, you, you it's you make the dream work, man. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> no. Uh, I, well, uh, just going back to what I said earlier, this show would not be entertaining to listen to without you because it would just be me rambling gibberish, trying to get thoughts out i do very well bouncing off of you but the episodes where i have to host garbage <laughs> <laughs> well man, it's the chemistry because like if, if it's just me talking to myself then you know it's just me talking to myself but i i am glad that it works as well as it does like um because i we both have been on different podcasts before and it's always been a fun time mm -hmm. and you know uh whoever the show is with but like nothing beats in my opinion, when it's you and me getting into it, having the conversation. Probably one of the reasons we don't do a lot of guests uh, anymore, uh, ma ma mainly due to conflict of like scheduling. You and I are literally record yeah. this, do the being, you know, dads and everything. We're like, oh, does one o'clock in the afternoon sound good? Well, if we got a guest on the show, <laughs> they're like, well, yeah, I'm kind of at a job right now. I can't really <laughs> yeah. get on your silly <laughs> podcast. It's like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. So. Um, but at the same time, too, like we know it's always going to be a good show if it's just you and me making it, yeah, making it sure. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, we can we can congratulate each other. Good job, us. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> yeah, congratulations, Mike. <laughs> All right, we hope you guys had a great time. We've got more Halloween cast on the horizon, and uh, yeah, happy 100. Happy 100. Here's two. Right. At least two. At least a couple more, guys. <laughs> now everyone's going to be scared, like, is this the last episode? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> we'll see you next time or else. You're going to get it, bitch. Later.